Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions on Films, and we are um, bringing it right up to date for this edition, aren't we? Are. We? we are indeed. Well, not, not right up to date, but... Uh, on point. On point, I and, think. Uh, yeah, a little bit closer than the, the, the last few editions yes. of this that, that, than we've done. What, what are we watching, mate? What are we doing this time? We have decided, because uh, the upcoming Infinity War, part one, is it part one or is it two parts? It, it is, but I think they've stopped calling it part, part one. one and part two. Um we are watching the first Avengers film. So Avengers Assemble. Yes. Which we are probably going to spend the next couple of hours geeking out about. Yep. Let's, let's be honest. We are going to assume, spoiler alert, <laughs> spoiler that you have warning. watched all of the films. Yes, actually all of the films. Yeah. All of the Marvel films that have currently been out. By the time you listen to this, we assume you've watched. Because we are going to be referencing... Everything that's gone before what we're seeing, and most of the stuff that comes after, yeah, as, as well. And just to be clear, we're rec- the day we're recording this, uh, not two hours ago, I was watching the Black Panther with Michael, my son. So it's bound to slip into <laughs> that, conversation. That's probably going to be quite fresh as well, yeah. isn't it? Should we get into a beer? I think that's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, what's the first beer, to see? This is this is one of your choices. This one first up, yeah, and it's, we should probably just mention that as well that as opposed to the last few issues or episodes of of this we've we've used a box that we've been given by somebody um this time we actually decided that we'd put our own selection together yeah didn't we uh yeah i think uh you know a few of the beers will sort of reference the films and thinking about the film um but i think we've just put together a bit of a mix haven't we really yeah yeah and actually we've got quite a good mix across the uh the nine beers the, yeah, the nine beers. There was only eight plans, so you decided to throw in a ninth. Um, so first up is a beer that I've been quite excited to try for quite a long time. Um, ever since I've heard Wayne at the Irish Beer Snob bang on about this. At least every other episode. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is Yellow Belly uh, Citra Pale Ale. Yeah, I'm um, looking forward to this one. Cheers. It's got a bit of an earthiness to it as well, hasn't it? Mm. As well as the fruit. It's got a very smooth mouthfeel as well. Yeah. I mean, I was, I've got to admit, I was expecting like full-on citra, which is kind of there, but like you say, yeah. it has got that kind of earthiness. There's yeah. a nice balanced feel to it. Dry at the end. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost sucking the moisture out of yeah. my mouth. Uh, they made those, one of those beers where you just then will have some more of it. Mm. So we're straight into the action. This is what I love about this film. Yeah, it, it doesn't hang around, does no, it? No, it just assumes up to this point you've seen, you know quite a bit. Yeah. You know, we're being reintroduced to some characters we've already seen. There's something going on in this big underground warehouse, which is actually a, a NASA training area, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Um, this is... At, me and Michael were watching, I think it was one of the end scene credits or something, and uh, one of the specials yeah. that's on it. And it's, this is actually a NASA facility oh, okay. where this first scene takes place in. Yeah. I'm assuming they they didn't break it. Well, I suppose if, if you look at the size of it, yeah, that's understandable. Now you've said that. Yeah. It is a huge warehouse, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise oh, there's actually a NASA flag there. <laughs> it's actually got a NASA banner. Yeah. yeah. So we're, um, we're seeing the Tesseract, which 
first appeared in Captain America. The, yeah, the first Captain America film. So, yeah. which is the one which directly precedes this film, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So it links quite. It's still fresh in your mind by yeah. the time you, you get to this. See, I find that comment really interesting. Uh, at what point was it established that it was a doorway to the end of space? Don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously. Uh, so Hawkeye made the comment. He's been their their, their man on the on site. Yeah. Maybe he's been just been listening to what's been said. Maybe. Yeah. Because Doctor Selvig's there, and he he knows that you can go from one end of the universe to the other now. Yes. He's seen Thor. Yes, he's seen Thor do it. Yeah. So it's, uh, but he's straight, straight away, isn't it? Straight into the action, yeah. With the uh, the reappearance of the bad guy who we thought perished yeah. at the end of Thor. Not the first time I thought he'd perished in the, in the series of films, to <laughs> no, be honest. No, that's true. It does keep coming back like a bad smell. Yeah, but, you know, are you ever truly dead in the superhero universe? Well, possibly not, and he's gone through a massive change of personality as well as the as the series has, has oh, gone on hasn't he definitely in in the dark world he actually helped thor out yeah and also in in ragnarok there was a uneasy alliance between them wasn't yeah. there but there's there's certainly some suggestion from infinity war trailer that he might be turning again I think uh, Loki is a character who will try to find the best vantage point for him. That's a very good assessment of his character, I think. So if he sees someone who has got the power of Thanos, he's probably going to think, this is a better bet, really. They're my brother and his mates. Yeah. So the stone in the scepter is also an Infinity Stone, isn't it? It is, yeah, because that's the one in Age of Ultron yeah. that they they remove and it ends up in Vision. Vision's head, yeah. So there's actually, in the opening ten minutes, there's two Infinity Stones. Yeah. Working around in the same place. Now, see, that's not good. That's a little bit dangerous, isn't yeah. it? No one needs that. No one needs that. So that scepter's a bit dangerous, so it's just turned them into Loki's henchmen. Yeah. Nice bit of dialogue here between yeah. uh, between Loki. Like I say, it does it does get straight into it. This this one. Yeah. There's, there's no messing around. And I think I think there is an assumption as well that by the time you watch this, you've at least seen the first five films. Yeah. In in like the phase one. Yeah. So this is culmination of phase one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Although I hadn't. The first time I saw this, I hadn't seen the first. I hadn't seen any of the films before it. I think I'd seen. Four and Captain America. I think it was. No, don't think I'd seen Iron Man two, and I definitely hadn't seen the Hulk. I only saw the Hulk very recently. Yeah, for the first time. So I remember watching it, thinking, and 
I mean, it's a great standalone action film. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to have seen. No. All, all you can pick up straight away who's good and who's not. Yeah, but there are then those bits where you're like, hang on, there's something going on here. Clearly, they know each other, and how how's that relationship work? Because we'd seen Hawkeye before in in the first four film as well. Yeah. Very briefly, but he yeah. was there. We've seen... Coulson was introduced in the Coulson. full film. I don't actually Nick... know, he was introduced in the first Iron Man film, wasn't he? Yeah, Nick Fury's been in a few yeah. of them. I was going to call him Mace Windu a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> I can <couldn't> understand why. <laughs> not, he's not playing a dissimilar character. No. But this is the first time we see Maria Hill, isn't yes. it? Yes. She, she hasn't I don't think she's featured. Before. Because she becomes a bit of a constant in the uh, Avenger world, doesn't she? Certainly in the team-up movies. Yes, that's a good way of putting it, actually. The, because the obviously follow. the Captain America, a couple of the Captain America films are not just the cap. Yeah, no, they kind of... That, it's, it's interesting because as the series went on, they've started using some of the individual character films to in, introduce new characters to the universe yes as, as well so and like like you said there Captain America being the, the 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 one certainly the two Captain America sequels you get Winter Soldier in the next one yeah and then you get Black Panther and a whole host of I mean Civil War's almost Age of Ultron part two isn't it yeah yeah I think you could if you didn't see the title you would assume it was an Avengers yeah film because there is them all together yeah you know, probably with the main exceptions being um, Thor and the Hulk. Yes. And we find out why. Indeed we do. But then there was also that little... Uh, did you ever see the little YouTube clip of Thor and, and what why he wasn't in Civil War? No, I don't think I saw that. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's, like, it's an official Marvel thing. He's, uh, he's in Australia and he's living with this guy called Daryl. He's sharing this guy's flat, and he's uh, he's moaning about why he, why he was left out of of, of either of the teams, and, <laughs> and how Tony Stark won't return any of his calls. <laughs> I'll have to watch that. It's, it it's really amusing. Michael's going to go look for that now. <laughs> how are you finding the beer? It's almost gone. That earthiness um, starts to tail off from the initial first swigs. Yeah. It just becomes a really smooth, drinkable beer. Now, I'm assuming this is available on draft. I'm assuming uh, it's available on keg. Yeah. And for me, I think that would take it another step further, I especially so. if you were having it fresh as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I don't think we've done quite well on this one, but I think it's going to be that kind of beer, fresh, cold, keg. Yeah. It's, it's a summer smasher. A little bit more of that carbonation, perhaps, as well. Yeah. I think that'd be a real smashing beer. I can see why... I can see why Wayne rates it highly because I think you could do a session. Yeah. And it's session strength as well, so what's it coming at? I'm talking over the music. Which is an amazing piece of music. It is. What a we'll, we'll get score. onto that a bit later. Yeah. Uh, so this comes in at uh, 4.8%. Oh, wow. So nice, nice, easy. It's a good starter. Start. Yeah. I think it's the only sub 5% beer we've chosen between us. I think it is. I think the rest get a bit silly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a first. Yeah. No. 
Another character we've been introduced to a few times before. Yes. So it's Black Widow. Yeah. So is it just the Iron Man film? Did she appear in two? Did she appear in two and three, or just one of them? She was in Iron Man two, two. as like some legal secretary or something, and became kind of Pepper Potts' sister. Yeah. But then, right at the film, you got to see her in a full Black Widow outfit, and what a complete badass she was. Yeah. I love that bit where she takes she's taking everyone out and um Happy finally puts down one guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's this whole corridor of bodies strewn everywhere where she's just gone through them. It's just it's such a superb moment. Yeah. Now, she wasn't the first choice for, for Black Widow. Um originally there was they were looking at Emily Blunt. To, oh, really? to be the, the lead but um, it just didn't work out and in the end they went with Scarlett Johansson see it's one of those things it's because these films work so well and the characters work so well I just can't picture anyone else playing I can't any, almost any of them no. there's one I can picture in the characters but we'll come to we'll come to the big green guy I was going to say that, that might be an obvious one <laughs> that we're going to go with there but um, you know the other characters you just can't picture them anyone else now yeah. I mean you know Tony Stark I'm almost at a point where Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. are the oh, same no, Robert person. Downey Jr. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, only Tony Stark <laughs> only exists. Only Tony Stark yeah. exists. And the only other time he's not Tony Stark is when he's Iron Man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so Iron Man is effectively the actor now, and Tony Stark's the real person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we, we have some official help here today. My, my son is uh, going to listen to us talk <laughs> like this for two hours, so I'll reward him with a Chinese takeaway later. But in the meantime, he's also going to refill our glasses and, for us. And we're rewarding him with an official title, as yes. well, aren't we? Yeah. So he's going to, it's like the post, the credits. Yeah. It's like his Stan Lee moment. <laughs> so uh, are we ready for beer number two? I think so, yeah. Think um, if you want to bring it in, Michael, then uh, we can have well, a little I think bit of a smash through that fairly quickly. Yeah, that was we? nice. Yeah. This is good, isn't it? I, I, I do love this <laughs> scene where... She's Coulson's just, just on the phone. Yeah. So, so basically, she was she was being interrogated. The guy gets a phone call and it's Coulson saying, I know where you are. Yeah. Can you put her on the phone? <laughs> and and then she's like, hang on a minute. I just need to sort this out. But this is mostly her as well. She she trained to do all of her own stunts. So she trained in like martial arts and weapons um, combat to be able to do all this sort of stuff. So did she? Yeah. So, um, Michael has very kindly brought us Diablo. So, this is the first one of my, my choices. This is from the Summer Wine Brewery. And one of the main reasons we've got this one is because it's got like a, a half and half sort of fa- like a face and a green hop. Yeah. So, you could almost go David Banner, the Hulk. Which is perfectly timed, actually. It's almost as if we planned this stuff. Yeah. Because Sometimes it works. We are about to see him for the first time. So I'll crack, if you pass me a glass, if I'll crack Cheers. this open. Now this is a different David Banner. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner, David Banner. David, where's that go, David? I've no idea. Okay. Is, is there a, there might be another Banner in the universe. It could just be my imagination. Yeah. But um, this is different to the first Hulk film, isn't it? It is, yes. And I've never quite found out what happened. I've read a lot of mixed reports by Ed Norton didn't pick this role up again. Apparently... Um, he was in talks to continue to play the Hulk, uh, but he would appear to be notoriously difficult to work with as, so, as an actor. A bit deaverish or 
Yeah, and the talks just broke down, and, and in the end they decided to replace him with Mark Ruffalo, who's been the Hulk ever since. However, Ruffalo was the first choice for the role, but he wasn't available when they, when they cast the, the first film. So he was first choice for the Hulk, which was the second film in the series anyway. Yeah. He was first choice for that, but wasn't available. So they went with Ed Norton. And then they were going to stick with Ed Norton because continuity. Yep. Didn't quite work out. And they thought, okay, well, Mark's free now. So we'll use him. So who do you prefer? Ed Norton. Really? Yep. See, I don't. I prefer... I don't know whether it's because I now accept that Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. But I just think he... I don't know. He just shows more humility as, as the character. Yeah. I might, I'll, I'll, I'll actually quantify that a little bit. I actually prefer Ed Norton's Hulk to Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Oh, okay. Because Mark Ruffalo's Hulk seems, well, a bit more stupid and a bit angrier and a bit less to reason with. Yeah. Whereas I thought that with uh, Ed Norton's Hulk, he still had a certain amount of reason going on still. Is that because he was still early on in the Hulk days? Could well be, because maybe, like you know, as we found out further down the track in the other films, he feels like he's got less control over it, doesn't he? Yeah, and certainly in Thor Ragnarok, he spends most of the time... As the Hulk. As the, as the Hulk. Well, he'd been two years. Yeah. As the Hulk. Yeah. So his worry was that if he became the Hulk again, he may never get the chance to go back. Yeah. But he, yet then we, we see... At the end of Ragnarok, he's still the Hulk. Yeah. But then in Infinity War trailer, the first thing we see is Bruce Banner yep. in a hole in the floor. Yeah. So we're assuming that he's fallen out of the sky again. Yes. <laughs> which which seems to be a bit of a... Happens with alarming regularity yeah. for him. Yeah. So we've got, we've got Black Widow trying to um, convince Bruce Banner here that they need him. Yes. Would you say this is where, because we do see these two develop a very close bond over a number of films, is, is this the start of it here? Is this the genesis of that bond? Probably, or is it later on I in this film? I don't know, because probably for me, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, this is what they'll want you to think anyway. But I mean, you know, if we remove any mention of aesthetics about the Black Widow, then Bruce Banner isn't going to thank her for dragging him into this. No. Let's be honest. Not considering what's about to come. Yeah. Yeah. No way is she getting thanked for dragging him into it with everything that happens. Um, we'll come back to that because there's a few yeah. more times they're in scenes together. But I just wanted to mention this bit here when he's talking to the World Council. Mm-hmm. And one of these guys appears in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, really? Yeah. Is, is that fellow now that's here? Yeah. yeah. He appears representing Hydra in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ah. And he's, got, he's in for quite a few yes, episodes. Yes, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So even, there's the links to yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. More than one link. There's not, it's not just him. Anyway, what do you think of the... Well, uh, well, yeah, 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 let's, let's, let's talk beer for a bit again. <laughs> what, on this beer podcast? Yeah. What's a nice nose. That's oh, an incredible nose. There's a nice resiny citrus nose to that. Oh. 
that's an India Pale Ale I could fall in love with. Oh, it's everything, isn't it? It's pale malts, citron, Chinook hops, 6%, summer wine brewery. This ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah. Just the, on the initial initial tasting and Beautiful smell. Beautiful dry bit of finish. Yeah. Oh. So, so, the cap. Yeah. He's one of, definitely one of the leaders of the gang. Absolutely. But this is a, uh, a scene that was essentially directly lifted out of this film and dropped into the end of Captain America. Yes. As, as the link between the two films. Yeah. But also, this give, that little 30-second 30 segment, 30 second segment where it sort of gives you a little bit of highlight of the first yeah. film. Basically sums it up for you, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Even, even throw, throwing in a, a quick Peggy Carter picture. Yes. Now, just just going back to Hulk for a minute, they've they've struggled to do a second Hulk standalone film because the rights to, to Hulk, I believe, are still owned by Sony. Oh, Sony so, were a pain in the arse. Yeah, because they're they because they're um they're what's behind some of the worst Spider-Man films ever. Some of the worst superhero films ever. Yes, and I'm just nervous about what they might do to Venom. Yeah, but they were they were involved in Spider-Man: Homecoming, but Marvel had kind of supervised them through that. Yeah, you, but you can see that. Yeah, because the first Spider-Man film, fifteen years ago or so, with Tobey Maguire, I thought it was fantastic. Second one, okay. Third one was dreadful. Mm. Then when it rebooted again, um, and you had Andrew Garfield again, I thought the first one was pretty good. But it had a lot of good elements in yeah. there. Um, and then the second one was a shit. It was just terrible, yeah. It was like yeah. they didn't know what to do. And they've got some really quality people involved in the, in, in it, in, uh, you know, from actors and actresses' mm. point of view. Well, here's, here's a little something that, that, that came out. As, as we recalled this, this was all over Twitter yesterday. I'm not sure if you saw this or not. So, about Sony Pictures. Uh, yes, that was a write-off for me. So, in, in 1998, a young Sony Pictures executive named Yair Landau was tasked with securing the theatrical screen rights to Spider-Man. His company had DVD rights to the Web Slinger but needed the rest in order to make a movie. Marvel Entertainment, then only famed in the comic book world, had just begun trying to make film deals. The company was fresh out of bankruptcy and desperate for cash, so its new chief, Ike Perlmutter, responded with a more audacious offer. Um, Sony, he countered, could have the rights to nearly every Marvel character... Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man, Black Panther and more for $25 million. Mr. Lando took the offer back to his bosses at Sony, whose response was quick and decisive. He recalled in an interview, nobody gives a shit about any of the other Marvel characters. Go back and do a deal only for Spider-Man. That's brilliant. That sounds like Decca Records when they turned down the Beatles and said... Nah, four-piece bands with guitars aren't really the way forward. Since then, Marvel's 17 film releases <laughs> have grossed $13.5 billion. Because uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Marvel have been, so whether it's Marvel, comics, whatever, but they've had varying times when they've been bankrupt, haven't they? It's yeah. not just, that's, that was just the last time. And, that, and that's how we end up with the likes of X-Men and uh, Fantastic yeah. Four being owned by Fox. Basically, they go into the family silver. Yeah. And to stave off bankruptcy, they throw something out what there. What can we sell? Yeah. yeah. So the aforementioned Tony Stark. 
And by this time, we know a lot about Tony Stark because yes, he was free. he was the only one to get two films in the first phase. Yes, I mean we've seen obviously all three, but yes, he had two films by this point. I mean, Iron Man is is still the original Iron Man film is still one of my favourite films of the entire series. Oh, stands up because you know. People may or may not be aware, but we're trying to watch all the films before the Infinity comes yeah. out in April. Um, and uh, so me and Michael watched Iron Man fairly recently as well, like yourself. And um, I thought it stood up really well. Yeah, still does. Still does. And it was on the success of that that they actually managed to secure the, the rest of the films for Phase 1 and Avengers to, to complete the Phase 1. Okay, so Iron Man really was the, the, the platform, yeah, the foundation. Yeah, it's, it's where it? it all started. But it had a vision in it, didn't it? Because, I mean, in that film, we do meet Phil Coulson. Yeah. It started laying out the For the, the first the map, time. yeah. You know. And he appeared a, few, a couple of times in the film, didn't he? Yeah. And Talking the Devil. Yeah. There he is. I do like Phil. I do. He definitely is one of the big reasons that makes Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. watchable. Yes. Yeah. Because of the way he plays the character. But they have also openly said that and again, spoiler alert, you should know this anyway, Coulson obviously dies in this mm-hmm. a bit later on, um, but comes back to life in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they've said they won't be bringing him back into the cinematic universe because they'd have to explain to those that only watch the cinema releases how he's alive. How he's still alive. I still don't think that's actually much of a stretch. Loki's died a couple of times. Not once you get all the Infinity Stones yeah, and t- the, together, because they have the power to turn back time. and The Hulk ended up on another planet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you belief for that. enough for that, yeah. You know, so first of all, he's flying a S.H.I.E.L.D. stealth jet, and then the next time we see him, he's a gladiator yeah. on, a for, on a foreign earth. Love that clip. Foreign world. Of the Hulk. Well, no, just where he puts all the screens up, yeah, and you've got clips from all the the, the films that that show what's going on, and and who else is available, yeah. So this is the re-men- re-men- the re-mention of the Avengers Initiative, isn't it? Yes, because it got it got basically canned at the end of Iron Man Two, didn't it? Didn't mm. Fury say we're not going ahead with it? Well, yeah, and that was but that was partly also what Tony Stark has just referred to saying. Uh, because I, apparently I don't play well with others. Yeah. So you've probably got maybe Nick Fury had decided that maybe I want to carry on pursuing this in the background. But you know what? I'm not sure I need Tony right now. Yeah. And we do see that come into action a little yes. bit later on, don't we? Definitely. This is where we start to see some of the tech as well, don't we? Yeah. Tech outside of Iron Man. Yeah. What? Just what this universe has got to yeah. offer. Yeah. Because basically most of the tech is Iron Man usually, isn't it? Yeah. And and in later films, he's attributed with basically supplying all of the tech for yeah. the team, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So this is, I like this moment. Yeah. Phil Coulson is us. <laughs> yeah. He's a fanboy, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's got, talking got to, to Captain meet America. His idol. Yeah. And this is where he creeps him out a little bit as well. <laughs> <laughs> I watched you in hospital. <laughs> a little bit scary. <laughs> you 
Yeah. He's not really what, sure what to say. Which would yeah. be like us, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, so what do you think before the, the action really kicks in? What, what, one of the things that I, I really want to talk about in, in terms of Marvel and, and this is, is obviously it took them... They released Iron Man in 2008. Mm-hmm. This was released in 2012. Four years, six films. Yep. They slowly built character backstories so, so that you got to know a little bit about certainly the Avengers as they are in this. By the time we got to this film, on that point, there's no one new, is there? No. On the Avengers side. So we've got Maria Hill, who's like Nick Fury's number two, along with Coulson. But everyone else we'd met. Yeah. Maybe the only one that you get to see a little bit more of what they can do is Hawkeye. Yeah. For for the first time. But, so it it took them, they, they built it slowly, obviously released Avengers, massive success. Worldwide, I think it's still the highest-grossing superhero movie of all time. Oh, really? Yeah, which which then allowed them to build the platform for Phase Two, Phase Three, and I think where, wherever I, we're going from here. Yeah, so Iron Man set up up until this point, and this one effectively said you can do the rest of them now. Yeah, basically. So that compared to DC. Yeah. Which, who, uh, which was obvious where you were going with that. So, <laughs> if we go to the up to the, what the DC universe is trying to do now, so we had the su- first Superman film, didn't we, with Henry Carville? Yeah, which I thought weren't bad. I think it was it, it was a bit slow and a bit long. There was, I, I would usually we disagree about that, but I would say the length of it was probably a bit too much for the first Superman film, especially like towards the end with the fight scene, which just went on and on with a basically hitting each other just constantly not being able to do anything to each other because they're equals and it just carried on Um, and considering also that prior to that whether you want to include them or not you've already had four Superman movies with with other lead roles well five haven't you so you had four Christopher Reeve ones oh yeah yeah and then because you had that disastrous nuclear yeah (laughs) nuclear quest piece one Um, and then you had the one with uh, Brandon Roof yes um, which I thought was actually dreadful. I can't... I've, I've seen it, but I think my mind must have erased it. There just wasn't much... He wasn't being Superman much. And I, when I watch a... When it's a solo superhero film, you need to see the superhero quite a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, and then you had this big break. Uh, the first Superman film came back. I thought that was all right. You've also had a very successful trilogy of Batman films in the last ten years. Yeah, and... A previous number of Batman films before four, that as well. Four then, yeah, yeah, four of those. So obviously, the way I say the number four and four the the God, yeah, sounds much the same when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I think that um, they, and then we had was it the second was it Superman and Batman was number two for the DC world? Yes, and that introduced Wonder Woman, which was the highlight of the film, and the only funny moments of the film was the bits with Wonder Woman in it. Yep. Then we got the Wonder Woman film, which was brilliant. Um, and then suddenly they want to then give us the Justice League. And the only bit we know about the Justice League was in the Superman-Batman film when they inserted a 10-minute clip of uh, Bruce Wayne watching some stolen footage. Yeah. There was also a brief... Uh, there was an after credit sequence in Suicide Squad as well, which I know oh, you've not I seen. Know, I didn't see it. It just didn't appeal to me. Where... 
again, Bruce Wayne was given files on each of those metahumans. And in Suicide Squad, they do openly use the phrase metahumans as well, which is something that obviously we're very familiar with from watching the DC universe on TV, which they nail. Yeah. Yeah. DC, therefore, the four programs we watch regularly on TV, so Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, I think they nail their universes. I think they do. And I, I think Legends only came out from all the other ones that introduced over a period of time. Yeah. For me, it's... I, I can't... I still don't understand the whole decision with using an, a new actor for The Flash. I really don't, because I think you've got an established character in, yeah. in, in The Flash. I just think, in terms of the cinematic stuff, I, I can't help but feel that DC have rushed to try and catch up with where... Marvel have got to they should have gone at their own pace yeah rather than saying you know what we accept we're maybe 10 years behind where, where Marvel are they had the vision yeah. they had the foresight to do this but we're going to do our own thing now and we're going to build it in a similar way yeah. which they've done on TV yeah I mean they were ahead of Marvel on the TV because Arrow came out before any of the Marvel spin-offs yeah but Arrow's getting a bit tired now yeah it's getting a bit tired now but when it first came out yeah it was ahead of Mar- Marvel's yeah, Agents of Shield yeah, yeah. only came out of this yeah you know, so and Agents of Shield is by far and away Marvel's most successful TV spin-off. Yeah. The the thing for me though, and and coming back to the, the film we're watching now, and obviously Marvel, is that we're now what seventeen, eighteen films into the series. Well, last, yeah, Black Panther's film number seventeen. Yeah. So so you've you as you said you've been seeing Black Panther today. I, yeah. I saw it earlier on in the week. My initial response to it was. Marvel are still nailing it when 17 films into a series, you can introduce a brand new character, now his backstory, tie it to every part of the universe that already exists, and give you a step to what's coming next. Yeah. They don't miss a beat. I don't think they miss a beat. In most, it, There's only one thing, and that's what I'll come back to in a bit, but there's, very rarely do they miss a step. There isn't any missteps. I mean, you're... Your least favourite, probably, of the the films is For the Dark World. Yeah, I just find it a little bit slow. But it's not a disastrous film. It's not terrible, it's a great film. So, you know, in, maybe in comparison to what comes before and what comes after, yeah. because Iron Man 3 goes before it, and I think it's Captain America Winter Soldier comes after it. Yeah, it's, it's in an uncomfortable place a bit there, like, doesn't a bit it? like that middle yeah. <laughs> child thing again, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, it's very similar to that, so... Um, I, I can see why, on that respect, why that doesn't work for you so well. I think I think the difference is um, that Marvel have Kevin Feige that oversees all of the films, so, so none of them get released until he's had his say so on them. And that he's a constant, isn't he? And he's the constant between every Marvel film. Whereas DC haven't had that. They've had different directors. They've had directors come and go. Well, they've had directors come and go during the films. Yes. Haven't they? Yeah. So it's not just been... They've gone from one film to the other. You need, you need an over... Like the modern... Like the modern... Uh, you know, the way they do programs these days with story arcs. It's um, a showrunner. Yeah. So if you, if you go back to another geeky program, Doctor Who, people like Russell T. Davis and Stephen Moffat didn't write every one, but they had oversight. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, whether you agree with what they ended up with or not, but for them, it meant they had a constant steps all the way through. Yeah, yeah. And that they knew what was supposed to be coming up. But also, they've always had the end point in, in, in mind, which is Infinity War. Yeah. So, so they knew they were going to get to that, and they knew... But which, isn't that brilliant? ...which superheroes they would want to be part of that. And then they've, for all intents and purposes, they've been able to set out their plan from there. So, and with the only exception being maybe Spider-Man, which, because they did a deal with Sony, yeah. was then suddenly inserted into the universe to great effect, I've, I've, I've got to say. But again, Marvel were much more hands-on Yeah, with Spider-Man's involvement in Civil War and the Spider-Man Homecoming film. And, you know, and again, felt like they nailed it. Yeah. And, you know, let's not forget that Civil War, not only did they introduce Spider-Man to the universe for the first time, but that's where you got your debut of Black Panther as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So they were able to introduce two new characters to your to the, to the universe that you already know. And actually, it was just like, yeah, that's fine, they fit. But without, again, without missing a heartbeat. Yeah. And they felt so natural. Yeah. Straight away, like, yeah. Oh, why haven't I seen these before, kind yeah. of thing? They're, like, they're just there. But the whole Black Panther thing, nobody blinked an eyelid. Oh, there's, no. there's a guy running around in a black suit. That, yeah. Oh, it's bulletproof. Yeah. He's got claws. <laughs> oh, look, he's a king. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, back to the film watching now. I do like this scene of Loki, I have to admit. It is. It's very good. But he's been very... Apart from the bit, this bit, which is actually quite gruesome for a Marvel film. Usually it's a bit comic blood yeah. kind of thing. Um they're really playing on the fact that he's an English actor, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, he is dressed for the opera. He is a bit of a diva. Um, he wants to make sure he's very well spoken. He likes an audience, doesn't yes. he? Yeah. He doesn't want to, he does, no point in doing this if no one can see. Yep. Um, he, I mean, again, great choice. Yeah, brilliant actor. Yeah. So, we've, we've been talking far more than normal and not really thinking yeah. about the beer. We've, we've both both um, quite drained. drained the uh, Diablo, which I thought felt like a real throwback. Yeah, a throwback to the West Coast IPAs, which really drew me into this world. Yeah, and, and great that that as a beer is now available in cans as well. Yeah, nice four forty mil cans. You get a good pour out of that, a good measure. Have you had much of summer wine brewery before? Uh, not really. I've had a few on tap. The Victoria's had it on tap a few times, and um, I have to admit, I've always enjoyed the beers. I have always enjoyed them. So I think I think back when they were doing bottles, I may have had a couple of iffy bottles occasionally, which maybe was enough to put me off of searching them out. Okay. I remember having I've had Diablo before. Um. And I was I was quite excited when it came out in cans because I was like I know that's a really good beer. Yeah, great can design as well. A lovely can design. Four forty. Yeah, half green. Yeah, as, as, as well. Green can IPA. Yeah. Who would have, who could have thought of that? Exactly. It's almost like a style. Yes. Now I, again, I like this scene here. I do because this is set in Germany. Yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm assuming he I'm gonna say he's Jewish. Yeah. And he's standing up to. A dictator. Yes. So I quite like that little moment yep. put in there. I like that. I like the little historical references. 
Yeah. Which they do. Although, not actually set in Germany. Okay. They, they used Cleveland's public square and made it up to look like Stuttgart. Oh, did they? Yeah. Because huh. I, I I'm going to Stuttgart later this year with my mates. Sorry if I've ruined that for you. I was going to... So you mean I can't seek this out? There must be... Does Stuttgart still have an opera house? It, it does, but they've they made it up. It doesn't... The, the, the public square in, in Cleveland doesn't have all that greenery and that they put it all in just for the film. Uh. And then the, the townsfolk actually said, that's really nice, can, can you leave it, please? <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to go where they had this scene then? Not unless you go to Cleveland, mate. That's not on the list. Sorry. Git. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. This is uh, another one of your choices. What, yeah, what so have we got we're, next? We're going Belgian here. So we've got the Roddenbach Grand Crew, and again, purely because it's got the word crew in the title, is uh, thinking, oh, that's going to that's gonna go yeah. into the film. So this is their uh, red ale, 6%, aged in oak folders, as a lot of people would already be aware. And it, Rodenbeck is one of my favourite Belgian beers. I'm not sure if I've had this before. Oh. We've had the uh, Character Rouge before. Have we? Yeah, you, didn't you bring the Character Rouge to Bottle Share oh, once? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's um, that's tasty, isn't it? It's nice and refreshing uh, at this point because we've had Palau IPA, IPA. So this is a nice change. Yeah, I just think this is such a beautiful, beautiful beer because you've got Roddenbach, Roddenbach Grand Cru, you've got the Character Rouge, and there are a few other variations yeah. which they release and stuff. For me, this is better than the Character Rouge. Mm. I just think this is so rich but drinkable. And I'm not sure you would go Belgian-y. Uh, I wouldn't call Belgian-y on it. So, uh, and just in case anyone wonders if the use of the word Belgian is official, it's, it's an untapped word. Is it? Yeah, so if you go to the bit where you can add on just your flavours and what you think about the beer as a flavour profile, Belgian is in there. Is, is that largely down to us? I, I can only <laughs> assume it is. Do, do you think? I can only assume it is. So there's lots of uh, bad weather and lightning. Yes. So who could, who could turn up now? Thor. Now, I've got a slight issue with this. Ooh. So at the end of the first Thor film, mm-hmm. they broke the... Um, the Bifrost? Yes. That's what it is, isn't it? Which is how they... Yeah. Which is basically their, their pathway to other worlds, isn't yeah. it? And we know that Loki used the Tesseract to get to Earth. Yep. How did Thor get there? They never explain that in this film, really, do they? Mm, that's why I've got a slight issue with it. But in For the Dark World, hasn't the Bifrost come back? Yeah, but that's set after this film. Yeah, they? but I mean, that's what I'm saying. So at some point, the Bifrost gets repaired. It does, but at the end of this, they use the Tesseract... To go back. To go back. Yeah. So I just... I just so think what you're saying is how... So what, what was Thor's pathway? There was a minor slip-up there for me in, in terms of... Marvel continuity that Thor's just appeared because they needed him there. Yeah. Which they do. Thor's language changes as the films that go on as well. Yes. He's still talking in that Thor way of speaking almost like ancient. Like old English. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of goes as the films develop, don't they? Goes yeah. a little bit in Dark World. 
Um, then he's obviously an Age of Ultron as well. And then for Ragnarok, I think it's almost completely... He's a completely different character. He's comple- he? almost completely gone he's, that way, speaking. His character has gone through a complete change yeah. by the time you get to that. And that's not just his hair. And, but that could be down to... You could put that down to the amount of time that he's spending on Earth. Yeah, not, not speaking English properly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he speaks quite well. Yeah. <laughs> I love this little spat between two brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Still going on. Yeah. Doesn't change. And what well, it does, it, it continues, doesn't That's it? That's what I'm saying. So, we, they are, we know that they are brothers, right? We know that Loki's effectively a half-brother, but they're, all intents and they grew up as brothers, and they've always been paying a pop at each other. Yeah. It's just that Loki's taking it to extremes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Taking it well to extremes. <laughs> you know, rather than that, you know, I'm going to put something into your drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a world. Yeah. Did you see the, the two ravens that just flew past? The two birds. Yeah, they're two ravens. Um, they're Odin's. They belong to Odin. He sends them out to keep an eye on things that are going on. Oh, really? So yeah, nice little uh, link back there to the original Thor film. How do you know that? It's one on one of these things that I watch before we we do these things. I I, I research this shit. I know. Mate. I've done a bit of research. <laughs> you didn't know about the NASA thing. Oh, that's true. I didn't know about yeah. the NASA thing. But the ravens bit is very interesting. So you would, I think your your research largely consists of watching the uh, everything that's on the DVD the stuff that's on the DVD. Yeah. My research consists of going onto YouTube and watching <laughs> videos that are called "107 and Seven Things You Didn't Know About the Avengers" or the uh, "18 Things Wrong With." Yeah. I love this. This is now boys and toys. Yeah, isn't it? So Iron Man against four coming up. But this is now the theme for what is essentially becoming the second act of the film. There's yes. there's a lot of tension between our heroes, isn't there? There's a lot of ego. There's a lot of hormones. There's a lot of testosterone. <laughs> a lot of hormones. It's men, yeah. isn't it? Um, and they've all got something that they feel they can bring to the party and that they know best. Are they, they're fighting to be the alpha, aren't they? Yeah. Essentially. And Loki's just sitting there watching yeah. it. He knows there's no point trying to run, so he's not going to bother trying to run, and he doesn't want to. Yeah, that's what we find out later on. He wants to be caught. Cool. Yeah, but so he's just actually watching the fight. He's, uh, he's basically got a grandstand seat for a fight between Thor and Iron and Man. Iron Man. And Thor's just hit Iron Man with a lightning bolt, and it's boosted Iron Man's power to four hundred percent. Which I quite quite like that. <laughs> yeah. Does then he go just? Uh, oh, what do you know? Yeah. I don't think he ever used that again, did he? The lightning bolt? Well, like a boost version. No. But he ends up playing around with so many versions of suits and things. That's true. I mean, we've seen them literally... Well, in the tens. not Maybe not the hundreds, but definitely into the tens, aren't we? And what's the... The the last most advanced one we saw was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Don't know what mark... I can't remember what mark that was, though. I think he stopped naming them, hasn't he? <laughs> but That's enough. There we go. Voice of Reason turns up. Yeah. 
I suppose going back to what we just said about the Alpha Male thing, he's probably the one who does want everyone to work together. The captain. Captain America. He doesn't mind the team ethic. No, that's true. But then that becomes... It becomes his undoing in Civil War. Yes. Because he's, he's a very moralled person, is he? Is, yeah. Isn't he? So he's for him things are black and white yeah they're, they're either good or bad which does lead to his problems in civil war yeah <laughs> the basic level the small forest yeah and the the phrase is I'll be done here <laughs> so and this is at the again where Marvel nail in every film they do You've just had this big fight scene between Iron Man and Thor. Captain America turns up to stop it, and we still get a bit of humour at the end of it. Yeah, there's nothing it's, wrong. It's balanced humour, isn't it? Yes, it's not. It's not comic hit book humour. It's just a bit of humour. It's that slight brevity of touch, isn't it? It's yeah. Like we've and this is what brings me back to the Superman Batman film, which was so dark, mm-hmm. so dark. The only couple of laughs you got was when Wonder Woman turned up. They go. She, she with you. With you. Yeah. Oh no, I thought she was you. It's like, well, actually, at last, yeah. you've actually decided to have a bit of a joke at yourselves rather than taking yourself serious for two hours. They ramp, they, they ramp, and they can ramp it up when they need to. So, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, yep. they, they, they ramp that up, the humour in there, particularly with Drax saying things how they are. He's got no filter. No, he's got no filter at all. And Rocket Raccoon and the whole group thing. Yeah. That, that's good. And then again, they showed it in Ant Man which was and, and still remains probably one of my top three Marvel films I, I absolutely love Ant-Man I think by the time that's probably we, we probably have to do that one day work out our top three after we've seen the 18th yeah but I mean um, when me and Michael sat down to watch Ant-Man the first time together it was like it was awesome but the humour was still really prevalent through it but never took over yep yeah. and for all intents and purposes in, in what is nothing more than a heist movie yeah <laughs> that they're out to steal something yeah oh yeah. and by the way you've got this superhero suit yeah it's basically um, and especially the way there there's a little nod to Ocean's Eleven isn't there yeah with the the little bits about how someone gets to tell someone else to get to tell, tell someone else that's pure Ocean's <laughs> yeah, Eleven yeah, isn't yeah, it yeah. Um, so yeah um, Ocean's Eleven is what a heist movie and I, and I thought that was brilliant at the end because it was it was only a few weeks before that film was released that they put the news out that Spider-Man was going to become part of the, uni- the, the universe and then at the end there was a reference to we've now got guys that crawl up walls Yeah, and it was like oh well done well done on that one yeah well done for throwing that little bit in I love this I love this it's like a boardroom meeting yeah. between superheroes. And they're all in their outfits. <laughs> like, well, fortunately, uh, Banner isn't. Yes, he's not in his outfit. That's good. I like that army from outer space. So we didn't really. So the first four films, the first time that the alien threat got introduced into the Marvel world, wasn't it? Yeah. So we had three films, or we've been tech and genetics and science and uh, then we get aliens being introduced don't we mm-hmm. 
And in a moment, they actually, do they not blame Thor for yep. being the reason why they've started developing tech that yeah. can take out aliens? There's some good humour coming up now. Yeah. Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> Little reference to an 80s film there. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Just grasp someone up for playing yeah. a computer game. Right, so, so final thoughts on the Roddenback Grand Cru. Oh, just incredibly drinkable. Yeah. Um that's we've drained that really quickly. But it's beautiful, isn't it? It's uh it's got a balanced tartness. I wouldn't go as far as saying it's it's sour. I don't think it's got any sourness. There's a tartness to it, but it's all red berries, red fruits refreshing little bit of sticky sweetness at the end but you just serve, so drinkable you could serve that instead of a wine I'd, I'd say yeah I think you could serve that instead yeah. of a wine and you're easily saved yourself 60% of the alcohol yeah you know this is 6% and I think it's just as rich as some of the fruity 13 and 14% new world wines you can have absolutely so I thought it was beautiful so I'm ready to pour beer number 4 mate are you okay. ready for me to pour it yeah yeah Pass your glass over then. It's a glass. So this is uh, one, another of my choosings. And and this is, a, I thought it's quite apt for the film. Yeah, and uh, a good moment. Uh, as well. So this is called Collabageddon 17. This was a eight-way collab. That's a big collab. Yeah. So but very good. It's a bit of an, an assemble, really. Yeah. Almost, like I say, like we planned it to match the film. Um, it's got... Um, it's a Belgian black IPA that's... Yeah, that's what it says on here, so... For all intents and purposes, it's, it's weird beer branding, but there's... Do you want to just read off the other breweries? So we've got 40 foot on there. We've got Elusive, Unity. I actually can't read them all on the black label. It's getting darker in here. That's just to name a few. You'll have to read the other ones in a minute. But um, this is 6.4%. I'm not sure I've ever had a Belgian black. I've had Belgian IPAs. And I've obviously had black IPAs, yeah. but a Belgian black IPA. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had that combination either. So, uh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I like that banner going, last time I was in, in New York, I kind of broke it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's different. It's rich, isn't it? God, yeah. Oh, after the last beer, it's a real leap. Yeah, and it's only 0.4%, though. But that is a... Uh... God, there's so much going on in here. I need to better read the rest of the names on it. So, see if we can get the rest of the names on. Affinity. Vibrant Forest and is that Odyssey I think? Yeah, Odyssey were involved. I mean that's a big that's some decent breweries on there. Yeah. As well as Weird Beard themselves. Mm. Who, you know, if, if Weird Beard did this on their own and called it St. Kells, most people would still probably go for it. Yeah. Because it's Weird Beard. I do find Weird Beard are really consistent in, in, in their bottle releases. Um I'd agree with that. 
I agree with that. I mean, it's not the first, it's not the last weird beard that will be featured today either. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, so yeah, I think I can't quite. And there feels like a real mix of stuff in here. Yeah, I, at the moment, I'm certainly getting no Belgian characteristics from it. I'm not getting any Belgian characteristics, but there's definitely something influencing the way I'm not quite getting what I'd normally expect from a black IPA. Yeah. I mean, I'm not getting into the roasty notes, which I like, not having the roasty notes in a black IPA. Mm. I mean, there's pine on the nose. Yeah. Maybe there's a, there's a little bit of a, there's a sweetness on that, on, on the nose as well. Yeah, but there's something just running through it, and I think that's maybe where the Belgian, Belgian yeast, <laughs> maybe I should stop saying Belgian sometimes, the Belgian yeast strain is coming through yeah. there maybe. So I'm assuming that's part of, what makes it a Belgian black IPA is, is the yeast. They've used the Belgian yeast, yeah. yeah. But it still be, seems be to be interesting. It'd be interesting if this is a, a standard weird beard black IPA recipe that they've simply swapped out the yeast or, well, or whether those eight breweries collectively came, came up with a recipe. Well, possibly. We know that um, Andy uh, Lucid Brewery is a big black IPA fan. Yeah. And I believe Vibrant Forest have done up black IPAs in the past. If, if only that brewery from Huddersfield would bring back their black IPA, hey Steve? Uh, honestly, I, uh, I'm i almost worn out trying to convince them. Yeah, well they've muted you, that's why. Probably, yeah. Or, or, <laughs> or either that or they've muted the hashtag bring back Magic 8-Ball <laughs> so, so they don't see that anymore. That's possible. I love all this tech stuff and uh, the, the conversation going on between these two essentially the only two scientists present yeah between Banner and Stark there's a, there's a lot of appreciation going on here yeah. of one another's work and abilities yeah and and Stark seems to have sort of sized him up yeah I like the way he, his way of getting through this is calling the Hulk the other guy. Yeah. Almost like a separate, he can't, like a Jekyll yeah, and Hyde can't kind of thing, isn't it? himself as that. Yeah. When essentially they are one and the same. Did you ever used to watch the, the Hulk when it was a TV series? No, I, I was quite young when it was a TV series and... You only, what age are you? You're only a couple of years the same age you? as you, but I was young enough to be scared of the Hulk. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I was trying to build that up, so I had justification for using the phrase, I'm scared of the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because um, that's at the end of the film, the one with Ed Norton, the very end of it had a little bit of that tune going through it, yeah, which used to come at the end of each episode. But he was also in it, wasn't he? Uh, Lou Ferrigo. The guy who played the Hulk was, obviously Bill Hulk. Bixby's dead, isn't yeah, he? Was, was, was yeah, was in it. He was a security guard, wasn't yeah. he? Who performed no act of security whatsoever he just took a pizza took a pizza and said yeah you can walk right in mate Um, but yeah the the melancholy tune that always used to come up at the end of Uh, Banner I I didn't realise that as he used to have to go from see research mate Yeah. as he used to have to go from one town to the next because the town had now seen the Hulk and you'd have that as the fade out music yeah and he did use the phrase you wouldn't like me when I'm angry and that used to be uh, at the start of the Hulk in the series that used to be one of the intro scenes when he's standing on the steps talking to the investigative journalist yeah. don't make me angry you wouldn't like it when I'm angry and that, I think that got inserted as well well he uses the phrase doesn't he when he turns up at the end 
yeah, that's my secret. I'm always angry. Yeah. And then turns. Just turns straight away. There's no real preamble. I, lo- I absolutely love that scene. I mean, the whole of the final act of this film. It's I've never seen so much action go on for so long in a film that has kept keeps me engaged. I think that final scene is about 45 minutes long, isn't it? But, like I said, unlike Superman in the first film where they're just knocking ten bells out of each other, <laughs> yeah. which nothing else happens, this one has got so many different component parts. Well, you've, you've got six characters, first of all, yeah. that you've got to tell each of their stories as to what they're doing in that battle. Yeah, and also, there's still some dialogue going, and there's still some funny bits going yeah. on. You know, there are still some moments where you just have a bit of lightness of touch. Which yeah. is just what's always so lacking. Yeah, I, I think I think we'll wait until we get to the best moment in the film <laughs> to, to discuss that. I'm finding this incredibly drinkable. The um, I am. There's there's something on the nose. Can't quite place that. I can't quite place, and I've got a feeling. I know Weird Beard have a tendency to use a lot of sriracha. They do. In their booze. And I think... I bet you this has got that in there. I bet there's the sriracha. I think you might be right about that. Because sriracha ace, their sriracha face plant, isn't it? Yeah. It's probably still... And again, it's probably a matter of record, but sriracha is one of our least favourite hops. Well, Um, it's my least favourite. I I would even choose Fuggles over (laughs) (laughs) over that. I know, Fuggles and Maris Otter Barley, please. Yes. Um, And... uh, that's, I think that's still actually fairly drinkable. Most, For me, most people who get involved using sriracha just don't get it balanced at all. Yeah. They, they throw too much at it. It's such a strong aroma and flavour. Um, but I think that's probably the thing we can't quite pick out. I think that's what it is on the nose. Because we don't act, we actually avoid the beers quite a lot of the time, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's probably the thing that we can't quite pick out but it's running all the way through it, I think. Yeah, I, I would guarantee if we read the ingredients on that bottle, sriracha Which isn't is so easy at the moment, because obviously we've got, you know, it's... it's uh, cinematic conditions. Cinematic mate. conditions, and Weird Beard do write quite a lot on their labels. Although, at this stage, wouldn't we just be the worst people to be sat behind in the cinema? Oh, I'd be asking to get me chucked out. <laughs> Definitely. Or telling them to get piss off straight away. See, and this little scene here between... Uh, the Black Widow and Loki again, very clever. Yeah, it's it performs two distinct things. It gives a bit of backstory of her, yeah, which and why, not had before, and why she feels so close to Hawkeye. Yeah, as well as the way it plays in the film about her way of getting information without getting information. Yeah. So yeah. It's a very clever scene. Loki seems to know a lot about them, though. He he's clearly done his research. I mean, he's done research as well, hasn't yeah. he? I mean, he, he knows something about all of them. Yeah. And that he can't he hasn't got that from anyone else because, you know, he's actually actively found out about these people. Yeah. I mean, we've said it already, but he is a quality choice for this this role. Oh yeah. He plays this role. I couldn't see anybody else playing this role. No. No, so it's a very, very good role, but he's definitely got the whole uh, English 
yeah. Englishness or Britishness going yeah. on, hasn't he? So there's a little bit of an understated as well, as well as being the the big diva who wants the uh, yeah the the audience and stuff. But all the while he's talking, there's another two or three strands going on. We're, we're finding out what other stuff is yeah. going on in the background that Shield aren't talking about. You know, and again, it, it indicates that he knows all of this. Yeah, and he's just manipulating this whole situation. Yeah. Revelation. Yeah. See, I think that's the that's probably the only time when you think actually Loki feels like he made a misstep. Yeah. I like that. Thank you for your cooperation. <laughs> but did he make a misstep, or no, or did he tell her that's so what, that to create what now yeah, happens? But that's what I said about. It's the only time he felt like it might be a yeah. misstep. But to be honest, they were always they're always going to attack. Yeah. So that would still would have triggered the Hulk at some point, because that's what does trigger him, isn't it? Yes. It's it's the attack on the on the play on the. Yeah, there's an explosion, isn't yeah. there? And he, he falls through the floor. Yeah. So. Stark has got into everything. Yeah, he's he's hacked the systems. We've now got them all in one room. Yep. All angry at each other. Yep. Now there you go. There's that phrase. Yeah. WMD. Straight away. And they're, and they're blaming Thor. Yeah. For it. To be fair, he's not wrong. No, he's not. He's not wrong. This is the same argument that they used in um, in Doctor Who back in the mid-2000s when it came back in the first David Tennant one. And he started to get a bit of a hint about torture had been developed and stuff like that. And it was because they said, well, the Doctor's not always here to help us. We need to defend ourselves. Yeah. It's that, I need a bigger weapon. So therefore, someone else builds a bigger weapon. <laughs> so yeah I love the dialogue in this bit yeah they all have a pop <laughs> that sphere has a lot to answer for it does it's not the only film we see it in. No. Because it reappears again in um, Avengers Ultron, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's essentially the creation of... They use that to create Ultron, don't they? Yeah. And I suppose arguably the technology from that created uh, the Scarlet Witch. And Vision. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's in an end credit scene, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I'll finish this. And I think you are right about the Sirachi. I think it is, isn't it? They've put the Sirachi in there. They've hidden it amongst other things. I'm, I'm, I'm getting no Belgian characteristics whatsoever from no. it. No. 
Um, but again, I can still only assume the Belgium yeast strain is what's made at the Belgian Black IPA. Mm. I really enjoyed that though. It's got a nice, almost smoked roasted finish to it. Yeah, couldn't session it. No, no. That that's um, I, I think because once you and I have identified the sriracha, that would come more prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. The more you drank of it, especially if it warmed up as well. You know, I'm going to be chuffed if I've called that and it's in there. Yeah, and, and rightly so. I think we will, fi- we will find out and you will be rightly chuffed because that was the one thing I couldn't quite pick out. Yeah. Because um, I know we don't often say a lot about the actual... <laughs> we're not adjusting. No, no, we don't, we don't talk about the characteristics. Well, I've taken a further look at your bottle, Steve, and um, you were right. Told you. Sriracha, I think it was Cascade and Sriracha hops. That Sriracha hops are in there. We're, I reckon weird beard because not many people buy Sriracha hops. Call it the market. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I reckon they're sitting on a stockpile. It's like but, commodity traders. But they've they've spoken before about how how they love the hop oh, and they how love they it. love to use it. I mean, I I don't always get it on the taste, but on on that last beer, particularly got it on the flavour. Yeah. Um, not on the, on the nose. On the, on the nose. I, yeah. I got it just at that back end when I think that like when you said what it was, I think. Actually, yeah, that probably yeah. is. So, quite a big scene here. Yeah. Tension's been building between all the heroes. Well, they're both, I mean, Captain America and Tony Stark are basically calling each other out to yeah. get outside for a fight. Thor's now laughing at them. Yeah, because he thinks they're tiny humans. Yeah. And um, there's an impending attack coming from the yeah. outside. So, Hawkeye's outside and he's still under the influence. He is. Feels like a good time to introduce the next beer. Yeah, who's this one from? This is from Unity Brew Co. Uh, this is Amalgamation. It's Hublon Triple. Ooh. So it's 8%. But it's also a green label. Green label, and it's called Unity, which is not much Unity going on at the moment on no. screen. And considering that we're about to see the big green monster for the first time. How appropriate. Indeed. Cheers. Cheers. Love to know when he picked that up. Yeah, <laughs> never quite worked out when he picked up the scepter. So this is a—it's a mix of ideas, part triple, part Belgian IPA. So, um, I think, is it the Schuif that do a Hublon IPA yeah. as well? Don't they? So that's my only comparison point. Big Belgian on the nose. This has definitely got that Belgium yeast on the nose. Yeah. The esters coming through, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh dear, we've got trouble on screen now. Yes, we've got... Um, Big explosion. Captain America and Tony Stark now agree on something for the I first agree time. Agree on him putting on the suit. Yeah. Rather than him putting on suits so they can have a fight. I uh, assume uh, an aircraft carrier which is in the air when loses its engines is bad. I think it's a bad thing. I think the comic book version of this craft was more um, airship-like. I'm sure okay. I saw something once, but it looked more like an airship when they first drew it, like, you know, decades ago. Yeah. Long before the, any sort of technology like this. Because, uh, again, Doctor Who had a craft like this when they had the big Dalek battle going on. Oh, really? And in the Centaurin episode as well. 
So basically Hawkeyes is basically because he can shoot an arrow from fairly much anywhere and hit the target. Yeah. That's his thing, isn't it? Yeah. Much like Black Widow doesn't have a superhero, she's just a proficient assassin. Yeah. So we've got a bit of an issue now. Yeah. So Black Widow and Bruce are sort of trapped underneath some piping after the explosion and he's not looking very happy. He's not, is he? So this is probably one of the more slowest scenes that we see him turn from Banner to Hulk. Yeah. In, in a lot of the films. There's a great scene coming up this it's just a look of fear yeah. in his eyes of about what's about to happen yeah and this this is where I'm, I'm coming back to the earlier discussion we were having in terms of you saying you preferred Edward Norton as the Hulk yeah I, I don't know I just think I think Ruffalo's Hulk is better okay it's a minor thing it's just that I was really impressed with that Hulk standalone film. And I did like Ed Norton's version of Banner, I have to admit. Mm. He felt he felt like he knew what he'd done and was trying to do something about it kind of thing. But I like Ruffalo's... And I like the way that this Banner and this Hulk interact with the, the, the wider group yeah. as well. But going back to the whole question you had earlier about his burgeoning relationship and deeper feelings between him and Black Widow that comes to the fore in other films um, I don't see where that's earned well, well no because he essentially tries to kill her now yeah um, and then by the time we see them in um, Age of Ultron she's singing him lullabies yeah there was there was clearly something there's a gap that, that between the two yeah Avengers film which is sort of implied and I know you don't always have to see everything but it becomes quite an integral part you know and definitely for her she's definitely started to fall for him in that film she she has and there there are a number of quite touching scenes between the two of them culminating in him basically stealing a Quinjet and disappearing which we then and turning off the screen and turning off everything so no one can find him and, and then he next turns up in Thor Ragnarok as the Hulk. Hmm. As, and as you said earlier, he's been the Hulk for two years. Yeah. So I don't see where that was earned, but it's obviously implied. Yeah. That's, that's probably my only issue with that. I like it because, you know, Banner, as played by Mark Ruffalo, you know, someone has to put it onto a neon sign and say to him, this woman likes you. Yeah. As basically the captain does say to him, I've never seen it like that with any, you know. Yeah. With someone else. Now, this fight scene, though, I think does lead to the other. It, it, this sets up a scene later on in the film, doesn't it? Yeah. And also sets up their. their. their, their double act in the Four Ragnarok yeah. as well. Which it? is brilliant. They, they play off each other so well oh, in yeah. that. It was again. It was a very good way of bringing the Hulk back in. Yeah. Apart from not really explaining how he ended up on another world. But it's it's interesting to see where they're going to take that because, as we've already said in the Infinity War trailer, 
He's obviously fallen he, from the sky. Yeah, he's fallen from the sky and he's Banner uh, again. And in that first trailer, there's no Hulk at all. No. Uh, apart from the... Well, no, there's a the bit at the end where they're all running and he's in that he's little, little ensemble. But it's just... it's. I'm quite keen to see where they take it next with him. Yeah, but um, I, I think, again, you know, I know we've mentioned Infinity Wars a couple of times, that two, what is it, two minutes 30 worth of trailer that they've managed to bring out. And I think I'm fairly certain it's now the most watched film trailer on YouTube. It is. Mainly because of you and I, probably. Well, I I watch it minimum once a week. Oh, okay. (laughs) And we're not talking daily. No, I'm I'm down to once a week now, (laughs) trying to wean myself off of it. (laughs) In preparation for the actual film. And the way they've put that clip together, using so many elements of what we'd, some bits which we'd heard before, and then some new scenes. Yeah. Then the music comes into it, which is that score we were talking about earlier, which is another thing that's a constant throughout it. Yeah. Um, and then they just manage to sew so much in such a small amount of time. And it would appear now, having now the hindsight of Black Panther, that a lot of those scenes in that first trailer seem to be set in Wakanda. Or neighbouring yeah. land, definitely. So, which which suggests could or could suggest that there's something in Wakanda that Thanos needs. Yeah, because there is one Infinity Stone missing from yeah. the film, and it's it's not appeared in any of the other films. No, we don't know where it is. But the backstory that they produced at the start of Black Panther would tend to hint there's been alien influence in their world. I, I think it's in since Wakanda. day one. So it wouldn't be. Uh, out of the question, would it? I think it's down that big pit in in the middle. What, that bottomless-looking pit? Yeah. So what we've got now is a... Uh, <laughs> I do like this thing. Is a, a fighter pilot deciding yeah. they're going to shoot up the Hulk. Want, want a film nerd fact? Gone. That plane, same plane from True Lies, the Arnie film. Oh, really? The yeah. one which... Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's the same one that they used for that. Blimey. Where was True Lies? That's a long time ago, isn't it? Back in the tail end of the 80s. Oh, was it the 80s? Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, wasn't it? Yeah. So, Hulk's pulling this plane apart as it's basically plummeting from the sky. And there he goes. The Hulk falling from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Yeah. I think... Just, just going back again to the whole Hulk thing. Um, the difference maybe between Ruffalo's Hulk and Ed Norton's is Ruffalo actually plays the Hulk in in this film. So he he did all the motion capture for the CG version, CGI oh, okay. version of it. Whereas Edward Norton's was simply a CGI character that was placed on the screen okay so all of the facial expressions that you oh, see the whole are Mark Ruffalo are Ruffalo yeah so the same, I, same as how they do with um, all the footballers they use in like the FIFA games isn't it yeah same thing I just I just think maybe that's what makes it more makes me feel more of an attachment to him as you can you can appreciate that's Bruce Banner like I said, I, because I actually it is Bruce Banner it's a small thing but like I said I was just I, I did really enjoy the standalone I enjoyed the way it was played I thought it was really well done um, but yeah I wouldn't want it to revert back now after you know the way we've seen Mark Ruffalo interact with the group yeah 
I just think maybe the humility is just a little bit too much at times from the, the banner side. Maybe. I, I think it's also probably a little upsetting from an OCD point of view that they had to change an actor. Yeah, at, they, they definitely point. wouldn't have wanted to. Like you say, Mark Ruffalo may have been choice number one, but I'm sure they would have wanted to stick with Ed Norton from yeah. there on in. Because but, they have a vision. No one else has changed. That They haven't, but it's also quite interesting that they chose Chris Evans for Captain America. Having been in the Fantastic Four. Because he was in Fantastic yeah. Four, wasn't he? And that's not normally something that they would do in a superhero-type world. No. Because you already associate him with being another person in that world. Although, I mean, he was obviously a few years younger when he played uh, the character in Fantastic Four, wasn't he? Yeah. Love this torch, wasn't it? <laughs> I love what he says now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ever not going to fall for that? Brilliant. So now we're essentially seeing the the, the band's being broken up here, isn't yeah. it? One by, one by one. So the Hulk's gone. Yeah. Four is now in what they would have used to store the Hulk. Yeah. How I don't know how they were planning to get the Hulk into that. I, I I don't either because yeah. you can only put him in there when he was Banner and Banner ain't gonna voluntarily Banner would have go. had to agree to it and then if you force him he's gonna turn into the Hulk exactly and yeah. not go in it yeah. <laughs> so yeah Thor's now in this very very powerful and strong prison cell which is very, which is gonna get dropped 30,000 yeah. feet um, we've got Black Widow and Hawkeye facing off against each other yep Stark is about to get mangled by the engine yep A pivotal scene, not just for the film, but for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes from this moment. It does indeed. The Tahiti Project. Yep. So you and know also, harking back again to the Infinity War trailer, the speech that Fury gives after mm-hmm. this is the words that they use at the beginning of the trailer. Yeah. But... You know, this is Loki with his uh, ability to do his little bit of witchcraft, effectively. Yeah. Isn't it? Which we gather later on sort of comes from his mum. Yes. She's got the same ability to appear to be in one place, but actually be in another, which is how he got Coulson. All right, so Thor's gone. Yep. Thor's definitely out of the way right now. Yep. And one of these is going to be out of the way. Mm-hmm. So what are you thinking of the Hublon triple? You know that Belgian bit we got at the start? Yeah. You don't notice that as you go. Died right off, hasn't it? It's gone. It's just turned into this kind of sweetness that's there. Yeah. But it's still got that dry finish, though. There's a lovely Belgium IPA from Brussels Brewer Project that I had a couple of years ago, which was fantastic. Because I'm obviously a bigger Belgian beer fan than you are. Um, I'm, I'm trying to come around. Yeah, yeah I think incrementally well, I think year on year we're getting I, there I, I bought two Belgian beers to the party I know I know um, so yeah I, I would say that uh, it, it's got a really good balance between that Belgium and IPA feel to it yeah without without the hops the hops definitely don't dominate no the, the, they're there purely for flavour yeah um, I'm probably getting I'd say I'm getting no bitterness of it off of it at all what I'm getting is lots of sweetness and a, and a really easy balanced finish. Mm. It's actually um, it's another one of those ones which, and this is probably quite a good demonstration of it because we're 
focusing on the film and geeking out and stuff. Uh, all the beers we've had so far have definitely had a drinkability about them. Mm. And you know, surely a lot of the time that's what it should be about, isn't it? Can can you sit through a film smashing your way through beers? That'd be great, wouldn't it, if you could actually have decent beers, though? Because some cinemas do let you have beers now from yeah. the foyer, don't they? But it's all just standard macro. That was Coulson's last moment. It was. He fired the big gun. In which he worked out what the big gun did. Yeah. yeah. That was his last moment. Yeah. So, are you ready for the next beer, then, Steve? Yep. What's up What's up next? Why, yeah. um, why Tony's trying to <laughs> get the, uh, the biggest ship plane in the world ever flying so this is a it's actually a bottle of beer but a colleague of work bought me a little while ago now um, so this is from Tring Brewery um, called Devil Glory okay which I think at this moment in time is quite a it's quite apt really quite apt yeah. really isn't it yeah. um, we're doing well with uh, almost pairing the bills, beers with the scenes again exactly so this is called a strong ale alcohol 7.2% in my head I'm sort of picturing some sort of barley wine type Okay. Thing, but we'll wait. Do we know much about Tring Brewery? I, I personally, I don't, and I, I did mean to do a bit more work on that. But I was more focused on the Marvel side of the thing <laughs> than looking at Tring Brewery. Exactly. I know that Tring was fairly local to where my friend lives, and he lives in, um, in uh, Redbourne, so not far from St Albans. And I think Tring are Tring are fairly okay. local to that. Other than that, I'm sort of struggling. Um, so, so, so the Marvel ra- rabbit hole is almost as. Um deep as the, the the beer rabbit hole isn't it yeah yeah it's just actually I suppose from our point of view luckily there isn't as many films as there are beers but that's true yeah <laughs> so uh, it's got a very dark old oh, colour hasn't it very dark yeah I mean that's that's a real dark toffee red that's caramel almost broadside dark like darkness to it yeah cheers, cheers. Oh, that's, a, that's a boozy nose on that. That's very boozy nose. That's the first beer that smelled boozy. Yeah. Almost like a... This is probably the first time in the film there's no nothing ha- no noise. Apart from us. Apart from us. Talking all over. Yeah. yeah. Where Coulson is dead. Yeah. And now everyone knows that Coulson's dead. Yeah. Well, apart from Thor and Hulk. Who have been thrown out, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I was a million miles away with my... What I was expecting. A little bit thinner, maybe. Yeah. I do love I do like the boozy aroma though. Uh, this is a little bit of a naughty trick being played here, isn't it? Yeah. He's taken Coulson's premium trading cards. Yeah. Mint. Mint. Just put blood on them. Yeah. Coulson in Marvel's Agent Shield would have hated to find that out. Yeah, absolutely. Because in Agents of Shield, he's got a bit of a retro thing going on, hasn't yeah. he? He likes his little collectibles, doesn't he? You know, he's got his car. Which obviously, he's amped it up a little because it flies. But he's got his little collectibles which come up every now and again. Don't yeah. he? he gets a little bit geeky about them. So, like I said, he's our little fanboy in the in the universe, isn't he? And he's going to put blood on them. Yep, it's just wrong. 
this and this is the speech. Yeah, that they've that they've so they've taken this moment where Fury is giving this speech, and they give a line of it to each of the Avengers at, in the opening of the Infinity War trailer, yeah. which is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, God, how good is Infinity War going to be? Well, just based on, like I said... Two and a half minutes. Based on two and a half minutes. Um, and having seen um, Black Panther today again, it's just, I'm ready to see it. And I'm excited it's now the back end of April rather than some point in May. Yeah. Um, I, <clears throat> I think it's going to smash it out of the park. I think it is. Because what they also managed to do, Marvel... Even when they have an ensemble cast, they still give enough. Mm. No, I never feel like anyone's a bit part player. Well, if, if you look at what we've got here, so this is Avengers Assemble. We've got we've got six in in this one. Yep. You then jump forward to Age of Ultron, and we're I think we're already up to ten or twelve. Yep. By that point, you've then got to add your Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Black Panther, Ant-Man. We haven't even mentioned Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Possibly, if you're adding Ant-Man, are we going to see the Wasp's first appearance in Infinity War, or are they going to hold that back to their standalone film? And this is before you even start getting into, well, are they going to introduce any new characters? Yeah. That we don't... I mean, we know we've got Captain Marvel's coming next year. Are we going to get to see her in Infinity War, or are they going to hold her back? You're talking about probably screen time for somewhere in the region of 20 superheroes. And I still believe they'll find enough for all of them to do. Yeah. Because what they also do is put put them in the same scenes together well. Mm. So they're getting screen time, they're getting story time, but they're still working. It's not like they just put them in there just so that you can see what's... It's like the group scene we had before the explosion on the, on the, uh, on the aircraft. They were still doing stuff. Yeah. But it's got. It's going to have to focus on. There are still going to be some sort of placeholders in there, aren't there? So, I think there's got to be, though, isn't there? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking from what we've seen in the trailer, Captain America is going to have quite a prominent role. Yeah. But maybe equally to Black Panther, because if if quite a section of it is taking part in Wakanda, then you're going to expect to see him in his home territory yeah and I think also because it's the one straight after it as well you've given him a good platform it's where the obvious link why, is why would it? you yeah. not why would you not exploit that now because it was a brilliant film and a brilliant intro, no, not introduction but giving us the whole backstory as well why would you not use it more yeah for those ones and Wakanda your theory about the Infinity Stone and Wakanda makes sense because in the trailer the gateway portal appears to open in New York yeah, and yet there's a massive battle which appears to end up somewhere which definitely doesn't look like New York. See, I I think that the gateway opening up in New York, that's that's Thanos, as a distraction in New York, why he sent his forces to Wakanda to recover the Infinity Stone. Okay, that makes sense. It's a good theory, I like that. Bearing in mind that most of the Avengers would seem to be based in New York anyway. Mm. And that's the other thing with the Marvel world, but I like, with the exception of Wakanda, real places, real places. Yeah. So this is um, this is improving as it warms. Definitely. First, maybe the first taste was it was a little bit cold, but as it's warming, there's 
dark fruits in there. Yeah. There's a little bit of woodiness, a little bit of earthiness in there. Toffee, maybe a bit of toffee and caramel yeah, as well. Yeah, just, just at the end. Uh, this is out of date. Well, it's it's for the better. It tastes lovely, doesn't yeah. it? I think it's, yeah. it's really well balanced. And that thinness I was getting at the start, it's actually, because it's quite light in its mouthfeel. It's thickening up. It's made, yeah, but it's thickening up as we get that warm feeling. But the, the thinness that I described at the start, I think also makes it quite drinkable. Yeah. Because I five, I mean, it was only a few days since I did went to that Fuller's vintage ale tasting, and the vintage ales are only one point three percent more than this, but they feel bigger. Yeah, they feel boozier, they feel thicker. Um, whereas this feels quite, quite a smooth little number. Mm. So we've now got we've got Cap and Iron Man basically discussing what's just happened. Which is losing a soldier. Yeah. And Tony gets quite angry about this, doesn't he? Well, he doesn't see himself as a soldier. Yeah. And again, if you, you know, playing it forward, we see the these two have never got on, have they? They there's a mutual respect, and you felt like they could almost like each other, but one of them will do something. Yeah. The, well, there's the basic starting point. They're both from completely different worlds. Yeah. By about seventy years. Um, and, and Captain America is black and white whereas to coin a phrase of a film just released now he's definitely shades of grey yeah Stark but also there's the whole Tony Stark's dad essentially created Captain America yeah so he's, he's always going to have that over him yeah which comes out in the later films yeah there's basically a jealousy he's like it was like his older brother which he never had yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tony's just realised he set up base yeah in Stark Tower <laughs> yeah so he's not too different from Loki yeah I really enjoyed that whoa you have finished yeah I've been really I've, I've been supping it and then it just became really quaffable. Do you know what? I've been, re- I've been saving this for ages about when to have it. I'm so glad we've shared this today because I'll have to let my mate know. I'm seeing him next week, actually. Um, but this was really rather yeah. good. Well, it's a perfect moment for the film as well. It's death or glory time. It is death or glory as, time. As we head into the, um, the final act, which is one of the mo- most momentous action scenes ever, in, in my opinion. Right, so I've got not really sure what number beer it is to be honest. Seven, number seven. seven? Uh, I've lost, lost count. Lost count. Yeah. So uh, we mentioned Weird Beard. Yes, they're back. The only one to feature twice, I think. I think so. In fact, probably on on opinions on films, probably the most featured brewery because they've they've also been on a previous one with the um, yeah. Sadako. So this is their beer, which we have mentioned before and oh. tasted before on the show. So Weird Beard and Time and Tide Brewing. And it's a call your friends. Brilliant. So, uh, you know, again, I did choose this purely because of the name. And then thought, actually, do you know what? I really love the beer as well. Well, why I'm sharing it is beyond me. Beer of the year last year for for both of us, was it? Did we uh, both end up going to this? Both, I don't know if I... Did I give it an honourable mention? I, it was definitely my beer of, of last oh, year. Oh, you called it as your 
your bo- definitely your bottled beer of the year from the time you had it. Well, the first time we tried it on the show, it was it just blew me away. It'll be interesting to see how it's tasting. A little bit first. Probably what nine months yeah. on. That's what I was going to say. It must be a little while on now. Yeah. So. Here you go. Lovely. Looking forward to tucking right, into this. I am. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Well, it's still got a nice bit of life to it. It has, yeah. Oh, not not smelling any of that Sriracha stuff from Weird Beard on this one, though. The pine's still there, although there seems to be, I'd say there's a little more coffee coming through on the nose now. And I think a little bit more roastiness as well. Yeah. Yes, brought it over here. Thank you. That was my, that was my son, his guest appearance on the show. He was looking after our beers. He was concerned I'd, I'd, I'd missed doing one. doing the running for us, yeah. yeah. He made himself a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> Now, this is a nice little scene mm. between the two biggest divas in the programme, Iron Man and Loki, yeah. at Stark Towers. Now, there's an extravagant decanter. Yes, indeed. <laughs> there's more glass in that decanter than there is liquid in the decanter. <laughs> Gang. Yeah. Now, if that apartment actually existed, how good is that view? Oh, over the Empire State Building. Empire State Building. (laughs) And then over to the the Brooklyn River. Hudson River? Brooklyn River. I'm not really up on my New York geography. But... Sure, someone will tell us. Yeah, fantastic view, isn't it? Yeah. If that actually existed. Maybe the view does, but maybe obviously the start of the tower doesn't. Mm. <laughs> You're missing the point. There's no throne. There is no version of this where you come out on top. I love that line. Maybe it's too much This is like the first time you feel like Tony's on the. Okay, we're all going to do something here. Yeah. Yeah, he, he becoming a team player. Yeah, which I suppose, although I uh, criticise Nick Fury for the blood on the cards thing, he did use Phil Coulson's death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're both sniggering at the performance issues. Yeah. Remark. Well, he's, he's tried to use his scepter to change him, hasn't he? Yeah, but and obviously Stark he, doesn't have a heart. No, so he's, <laughs> he's hit the, the the glass thing. And now uh, Stark's going to test one of his latest creations. Yes. Literally by falling out of his building. And this is the first time we get to see kind of what he's been experimenting with in terms of the suits. Yeah. Which is explored a lot more in Iron Man 3. Yes. Partly as a result of this film. Yeah. He said because he couldn't sleep, he just carried on doing what he knows best. Yeah, making Iron Man suits. Yeah. I do like the fact that Loki can be harmed, but they don't seem to be able to kill him. Yeah. So they can fire stuff at him and it knocks him off his feet, but nothing seems to actually kill him. So we look at Thor as a god because of presumably there's a, a bit like Krypton. Yeah. Is to Earth. There must be a difference between Asgard. They don't really explicitly say why Asgardians. Well, because they are gods. Well, they're only gods to us. Can't can't kill a god. 
Oh, there you go, see? Yeah. He's piped up over there in the corner, <laughs> aren't he? They're not technically gods, they're just gods to us. Aren't they? Because they're more powerful. I love the way that nearly every scene which takes place in New York when there's a disaster, people get out of the cabs. Yep, to look. But don't run! Yeah. Why are you not running? <laughs> so I, I love that particular shot where there was the camera inside the car. The car got shot and it, you, you actually saw the car flip from inside. Yeah, yeah running behind glass. Yeah, it's no. a good plan. No, not working. He does like, he does like his headgear, doesn't he? <laughs> well, he likes his full-on outfit, yeah. yeah. So, basically, this is Loki suiting up. Yeah. Ready for the battle. Yeah. And here's Thor. You'd have to wonder, why does Loki want war so much? Because he never struck me as being a, a natural fighter. No, why... Because in, in the first four film, the reason Thor got banished to Earth is because he was the one wanting to go around fighting everyone. Well, yeah, why does he want to take over the Earth? I mean, we're, you know... There are... Judging by the way the Marvel Universe goes, we're not the most technologically advanced. No. We're an easy target. Yeah. What are you thinking on the beer? Do you know what? It actually feels a bit more mellow than what I remember. Yeah. Because you know we had some, I thought we had some quite big flavours coming through before. And I think they've all just started to pitch down a little bit. Not to its detriment. I think just tastes different. If you had a fresh bottle. Yeah. Freshly brewed. Beside this one now, which is nine months since we had it. So we're not getting far off a year old probably. I think this has really started to soften out. I, th- I think for me... In, in simplistic terms, when we first had it, it was the perfect black IPA. Perfect balance of piney, roasted, hoppiness to it. I would say for us. Yeah, for us. Because we also like that hop character yeah. coming through. I would say for people who aren't into the big hop characters right now, it probably is more to their palate. Well, well now, I would say it's more coffee IPA because there's more of the coffee notes coming through on it yeah the hops have died off a little bit and so probably the malt's coming forward as well yeah it's I mean it's still an incredible drink sort of nine months on well it's not exactly we're we're both getting quite close to the end of our glass Mm. so it's not like we're pausing on it too much is it Um, no and shit's just getting real in the film as well a big hole has opened up in the sky and there's a huge kind of wow turtle thing coming through it yeah I've got no idea how to describe this and it's it does actually have a name I can't remember what it's called though no it's very big I mean it takes out a lot of New York these things they do so how they managed to rebuild New York in time for the other films and we, well we do get to see a nice one in Spider-Man Homecoming don't yeah. we that they're kind of dismantling yes at the beginning of the film I think going back to the Loki wanting war, he doesn't really want war as such, he just wants to rule. Because, of course, in 4, that was the whole point of Loki. He was just wanting to rule Asgard. And uh, I think that's why he's trying to do this, just so he can rule over Earth. So he just wants to rule a planet? Yeah. But he's not really that fussed about where. No. So he, he couldn't get Asgard. 
So I'll go for Earth next because I've but been he, there. But he, he does end up getting Asgard, doesn't he? At the end of Thor the Dark World and then but, at the beginning of Ragnarok. By, by deception. Yeah. Which ultimately leads to fairly much Asgard being destroyed. Well, ultimately being destroyed, yeah. yeah. Because he got rid of Odin and Odin was holding back Ragnarok. But apparently Asgard is in the planet, we find out. It's a... Well, it's like an idea. It's a place, isn't it? It's a... Existence. So it's like an idea. Yeah. It just happens that they... Well, it's a bit like it's Hammer then. So, big question. Is Asgard, therefore, essentially the same as, like, Valhalla? In terms of the Viking Norse mythology that they believe they go to... It could be, but... The Hall of the Gods. But Valhalla is where you end up when you die. Valhalla's heaven, isn't it? Yeah. In Norse mythology. Yeah, but Thor is a Norse god. But he's alive. There's a lot of Asgardians that... that, Well, there were a lot of Asgardians alive. Yeah. We seem to have seen a lot of them not be alive. But again, even with the Thor thing, I do like the way that the whole Norse mythology is being used yeah and in the further films as well but that goes back to the I suppose the, the comic book yeah history of well it was that um, character. it was quite a rich rich piece of history to, to mine wasn't yeah. it yeah see even that that little bit of dialogue between the Black Widow and Hawkeye about this reminds me of Budapest and yeah. he just goes you and I have very different memories of Budapest that's it Nothing else was referred to. If you go right back to the beginning of the film, though, there is a scene with them both on a television. Which, presumably, is... Is Budapest. Yeah. yeah. Now, this guy here... Yeah. ...wearing the NYPD cap... ...is in Blue Bloods. Mm. Working for the NYPD. Brilliant. And I'm fairly certain Blue Bloods first started its run around about the same sort of time. Love this scene. He's just told them to do something. They're like, why should we listen to you? And, and then, then the cat destroys four of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then he repeats exactly what Cap's just said. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Yeah, that's a fairly impenetrable beast, isn't it's, it? It's huge, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There seems to be an infinite amount of these soldiers. They just keep coming, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Which I think they sort of illustrate in the next few minutes, don't they? It's like, it doesn't matter how many we kill, there's just another load to peer. Yeah. But yet, in a while, they seem in, infallible to... That to... Infallible to that classic alien trait that you destroy the mothership and they all die. Yeah. Which I think we first saw in Independence Day, I maybe? Say, I would say it was Independence Day. That was the whole premise behind yeah. it, wasn't it? They were saying at the centre, kill the yeah. centre, the rest of them all just stop. There's no independent fault. Is this it? Is this the big scene? I think so. So we get... Banners just turned up. What I, this scene is quite interesting because for some reason the aliens aren't attacking them. Yeah, they've stopped. Yeah. So they can have this little moment with Bruce, yeah. who's arrived back on a motorcycle. 
which looks like a motorcycle from about 50 years ago. Wearing clothes that fit. Yeah. And, and so Stark knew that he was going to turn up. Yeah. He knew he was going to come back. Yeah, I'm with the Black Widow there. It's yeah. not like any sort of party I've been to. I love this. He just turns around. He's going to take him on. So that just happens really quickly, though. Yeah. And it, it, is, it is a very good scene because Stark did have utter confidence he was going to come back. Yeah, he knew, didn't he? Yeah. Right, so... And, and now we get the score yeah, kicking in again as well. to come in, doesn't yeah. it? The, what, what is now music that I would say is almost iconic, it's beginning to get up there with Star Wars. I this would little, say so. This Definitely. little bit, yeah. I associate it with only one thing. Definitely. And here it is. The, the, the big scene they're all there yeah circling around them that's your Avengers team yeah there's your Avengers there's original the core original yeah. team and then they send through a <laughs> they whole send load through more. a load more of them yeah right so uh, I have decided that it's now time for beer number 8 okay signature brew and I just want to say a little bit on the very top of the can they've got like a little lid like a yeah, foil lid. It's the first time I've seen this on the can. Um, I quite like the idea. I suppose it keeps it all nice and clean if yeah. you want to drink from the can. Um, it looks like a record. I hadn't realised that until you took it off. Um, and for those of you who aren't sure what records are, <laughs> they're, they're Google it. vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what, what am I? This was your choice, Steve. So this, what, is, um, this is Anthology. Which is a 10% Imperial Stout from Signature Brew. We needed that after the 9.7. We did. Um, And again, I thought going with the theme of what we're watching. Yeah. An anthology is a collection of things. Yeah. This is a collection of superheroes kicking ass. Yeah. And I suppose you could say by the end of it, all the films together become an anthology in themselves. Well, yeah. Well, they already are, aren't they? Oh, this is a dark beer. Did you know how dark this was? Well, as an Imperial Stout, I thought... It kind of would be a bit on the dark side. Because you questioned before when we talked about this in cans, didn't you, about impy stouts and these kind of beers in cans. An impy stout in a can, yeah. I'm still not... You must have still had doubts about this, Steve. I, I know you well enough to, to think this has crossed your mind about how this is going to pan out. It has. But it's... I'll tell you what, that is looking good. That is looking very good. It's got a lovely... Cheers. Probably a finger's worth of head. But it looks Ooh. as smooth as anything. Wait till you smell it. It's a lovely off-white colour. It actually, I'm going to say this, and it's probably not what Signature Brewer after. It actually looks like a pint of Guinness. I was actually going to say, do you know what it looks like? It looks like an Irish coffee, almost. Yes, yeah, yeah more so that. It looks more like an Irish yeah. coffee. Because that finger's worth of head at the top, and the finger's worth of head is more of the darker colour rather than yeah. a Guinness, which is almost completely white... It looks more like an Irish coffee to me. Yeah. It's got a lovely aroma. Oh, that's a good nose. That is a good that nose. That is a good nose on it. Okay. Oh, yeah. That works. Oh, that's thick. That's velvety smooth. Dry roasted coffee. I mean, there's almost no bitterness on the end of that. It's no. just as smooth as you like. And from the aroma and the initial taste, I was expecting that bitterness. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there now. That isn't drinking ten percent. Oh god, nowhere near. That is not a ten percent beer. No, it hasn't got any of that going on, has it? No. Probably because, although it's got that velvety smooth mouthfeel, probably hasn't got the thickness to yeah. go with it. That's a good shout. Well done. I think it works at this stage of the film as it well. It does work at this stage of the film. Whether it works at five to six when we're recording this is another matter. Yeah. Guess we'll <laughs> find out later. Ask my son in four hours' time. <laughs> so the Battle of New York, as it has been called in the other films... is, And it's referred to... I'm, I'm going to say this. It's referred to a lot in other films... Mm-hmm. To take it off on a slight tangent, and I know you've not seen any of the Netflix Marvel stuff, they all refer to it as well. They, oh, do don't, they? they, they don't necessarily say Avengers by name, they either refer to it as The Incident or The Battle of New York or What Went Down Here Before, because all of the Defenders Netflix series are set in New York. Oh, uh, yeah, I knew that. So they all refer back to... So it's not a hidden... This as a point in time actually happened in this universe. Right. And this here, it's, it's the first time where you get to see, actually, these superheroes can interact with their abilities. Yes. So Iron Man just fired his beams at Cap's Cap shield. And he deflected it to two or three of them. Yeah, and we see that again in future films where I think Thor, doesn't he... He uses it for the hammer, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he hits the hammer and it basically... Like like it did when they were fighting each other, yeah. it essentially levels a forest and yeah. an army at the same time. Oh, are we coming up to our Stan Lee moment? Um, no, we are coming up to the moment of the film, though. <laughs> I thought Stan Lee was in... No, was do, do you want to explain what just happened? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so... <laughs> the, the, <laughs> The, the Hulk and Thor have ended up crashing through on one of the big space creatures and um, there's been a second's pause and then the Hulk has just punched Thor. Yeah, <laughs> which is retribution for the uh, the, the earlier yeah. fight on the um, helicarrier, isn't it? Thank you, that's the first time we've been able to say helicarrier. <laughs> so I couldn't think of what it was called. That thing that flies. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe eight, eight beer recording sessions on. I know, but you remembered it by the eighth beer. Oh, it's quite it good. It starts unlocking areas of the brain. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going for. Hidden potential. Mm. It's quite interesting. So, in the Marvel Universe, they are all suited up, aren't they, right? And they all, a lot of the time, are covering up their faces. In some shape uh, or form, yeah. But we all know who they are. We know that Steve Rogers, Captain America. We knew that from world from his first film. We did, yeah. Captain America and Steve Rogers were the same person. It wasn't like we did the whole Clark Kent Superman thing. And it's not like and Tony Stark is Iron Man. It's not like he's he's particularly Captain America. His mask doesn't offer him any protection. No. Whereas Iron Man's does. Yeah. Um, I suppose the, the Spider Man is the one who ke- definitely keeps his uh, identity hidden. Yeah. And rightly so, I mean, he's still got exams to sit. Although there was that brilliant moment at the end of Homecoming where Aunt May's in the background and she's like, what the... F-? Yeah. <laughs> and it ends. At the very, very yeah. end when he got the suit sent back to him. <laughs> yeah, and he's wearing it. Yeah. 
and I do love I really want to see where that goes next from Spider-Man I know uh, that yeah. he's going to be in Infinity next and he's got a really jazzed up suit um, but I want to see where that goes after that because I need to see where the Art May bit goes well there is a sequel coming isn't yeah. there of, of, Art, of, of Spider-Man have we ever mentioned uh, of all the films Doctor Strange which we're, obviously sits in a little bit of a different we've mentioned it but we've not really got into it yeah. have we um, that was the first where magic I introduced magic yeah for want of a better phrase and interestingly openly used the phrase multiverse we're going to come back to that yeah. though because again <laughs> brilliant scene coming up No, they did actually on this scene as well. It's this bit. That bit where he just goes... Yeah. So what happened here was the Hulk basically went back to Stark Towers and he just basically flung Loki about about eight times, crashed him into the ground, walked off, said, puny God, and Loki's lying there going... Uh. Now, for that scene, they did actually take um, Tom Hiddleston's face and they superimposed it on the CGI that was being flung around as, as well. So if you slow that down you would actually see his face oh, on, okay. on it as as well. But that, just the brilliant scene, it's just yeah. like... And then Hulk just walks away. Puny God. Yeah. <laughs> so, Doctor Strange, yeah, that that's... Which again is in New York. It, and they had to introduce a new element, yeah. which was magic. And um, what we, I was saying was they... It was the first time they introduced the phrase multiverse. Yes, which we are... Again, if you watch the DC programmes... Is very much a everyone DC knows, thing. Everyone knows about the multiverse yeah. in, in the DC world. Yeah. You mentioned the multiverse. They go, oh, so it's when really, it's parallel worlds. They all talk about it like it just happens. Mm. But that was the first time that multiverse got because me and Michael both spotted it straight away. Yeah, when we were watching, it's like we just said multiverse. That's that's DC. That's yeah. So I thought I thought it was a bit naughty myself. I thought it was, but I think equally. Marvel also have a multiverse as well. Not to the extent where DC do that in, in DC's multiverse there are infinite versions of everybody. Yeah. I think Marvel's multiverse is more there are infinite versions of every world. But speaking of multiverse and going completely off tangent here, a program that me and Michael are both big fans of, The Man in the High Castle, an Amazon original series. We saw a trailer for Series 3. And guess what phrase gets mentioned? Multiverse. Multiverse gets mentioned in that. And you again... Know, I think I called that at the end of Series 1, didn't I? You did. But it actually got said, and we were like, oh, you can't... Right, now this is getting crazy. Everyone seems to know about the multiverse. Yeah. I'm not sure whether I actually want a multiverse to exist or not. <laughs> no. Generally, looks a bit dangerous. It, it does, but... I mean, I think that they did a good version of... that. They kind of... Because there was that little scene in... Thor Ragnarok with Doctor Strange as well where you saw a little bit more of what he can do yeah and you've certainly Which, seen in the trailer to quite Infinity honestly, War quite I quite like that yeah he just fills up your pint glass two yeah. pint glass oh yeah yeah but in, in, in the Infinity War trailer you see a lot more of what Doctor Strange yes. can, can do but also when we both we said at the same time when you saw Doctor Strange you could see how it could link into Thor's world because Thor's yeah. world is like a, a higher science, which effectively looks like magic. Well, there's that, but there's also the potential of, because I thought, 
first time I see Doctor Strange going into that multiverse, I was like, oh, this is a little bit similar to um, the end of Ant-Man, where he shrank down and went into, like... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, when he went into that sort of almost never world, yeah. which you could never come back out of, which we assume at some point we'll find Michael Douglas's wife. Uh, it does, in, in Ant-Man and Wasp. She's, she's already been cast. Oh, I was in, right. In I didn't well. know that. Yeah. Uh, oh, and it's... Oh, I, love, I love it when I know that stuff. Who is it? Oh, she's she's definitely from our era. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, right, okay. Is, is apparently going to play... Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer been in a film together before? Janet Van Damme. Van Dyne? Van Dien? Or the original Wasp. I might have got that wrong, actually, but... So she does come back? Yeah. Had to. Because Ant-Man found a way to go in. They, they hinted at it. But he found a way to go in and yeah. come back out. Yeah. Right, so we're coming to the culmination. What well, we are. We've, we've talked all over the battle. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we've talked all over the entire film without yeah. really referencing the film. No. This time. So a nuclear bomb is now heading towards New York because the powers that be have decided to level New York rather than let the aliens... Yeah do anything else Nick Fury tried to stop it Iron Man has a plan Iron Man's always got a plan it's not always the best plan in his films his plans aren't always the best no but this for the first time this is an example of Tony has become selfless well is what, which is what Captain America said to him earlier when you make the play where you sacrifice yourself for yeah. the other guy and that's what he's that, doing this now. is his moment yeah He's trying to call Pepper, and she's got her phone on silent. Well, she's watching what's going on on why, the telly. Yeah, but she's watching. Well, why? That doesn't explain why she has it on silent. She's on a plane. Now, good. Actually, good point. Yeah, she she should have good, it on airplane sorry. mode. Surely. <laughs> sorry, little 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 has just pointed out she's on a plane. Yeah, she should have it on airplane mode. How can he phone? That bloody Stark technology. So he's, uh, t- he's taking the nuke up into the portal, basically. Michael, can we have the special guest beer, please? And this is a Joker. This is Steve's Joker. The, the pack. This was not discussed. In. Yeah, we 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 essentially agreed we were going to go four beers each. Which at this point in the film, we've actually reached the end of the film perfectly. Yeah, but then I had to bring another one. You you couldn't help yourself, could you? No. The moment presented itself. And I felt as though it needed to be exploited. So, so there, we, there we go. This is the alien moment. Yep. Everyone's dying because Tony set off the nuclear bomb on the mothership. Yep. Right, are you ready for this beer? I am ready for this beer. Shall I, um, shall I share what we've got? You share what we've got and what inspired that choice. Okay, so there's, there's been a few times where you've you've mentioned on social media and in the show your desire to, to drink this next beer. Yep. Um, I've only ever seen it on the shelves in supermarkets in, in four packs. Didn't really want to buy a four pack of it. Uh, was in my local convenience store a couple of weeks ago. 
and saw that it's one of these proper old school convenience stores where you can take a beer out of a four pack and buy them singly. That is old school. That is proper old school. So we have got a can of Carlsberg Special Brew. But another reason, and just to reference our fellow podcasters, Beer Nomicon did this as their beer box for your big beery night. They did, and, in and they, 2016, they didn't they? They did their own version of it as well, didn't they? With yeah. uh, Steve at Beer Nouveau. Which isn't a bad, bad place to go to do a. Well, it's almost like a heritage beer. It is, yeah. So, cheers. Cheers. It's all more golden than I was expecting it to be. I was, I was expecting it to be a lot thicker. Yeah. Than, than <laughs> that, let's be honest. On the nose, it just smells like a lager. It just smells like a lager. <laughs> it's, uh, are we going to be really disappointed here at, at, at the end of the film? We're going to be oh, properly upset, I reckon. Right, let's go. I can't place that flavour. It, it just tastes like a lager. It tastes like a slightly off lager. Was it sitting in the sunshine in the, in, the, in the convenience store? No, I've had it... Since I bought it, I've had it in my fridge. Trying to recover it. <laughs> it's, it's just a longer. I'm going to read the description. Read, read the description yeah, after, after, this, after, this, after yeah. this. Look, there we go. There's your Avengers. All the Avengers. And Loki. Loki wants to drink now, eh? Yeah. Should have given him a special brew. It is just like a slightly stronger lager. It's, like... it's, it's just like a slightly sweeter, stronger lager, yeah. Okay, so... Stanley alert. Stan Oh, is this Lee where we alert. get Stan? Yeah. Oh, he's on the TV screen, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's playing oh, chess. Oh, playing chess, isn't he? Chess in the park. While we re- Read it. Go on. Just... What, it, what does it say on the can? A full-body, fruity Pilsner beer with good, clean bitterness and... Stanley? It's been gone. Original flavours. It, it does say cognac on there. Oh, cognac flavours. Yeah. That's what it is, sorry. Not getting the cognac. It just smells and tastes like a lager. Albeit an eight and a half percent lager. I'm sure I did have this once, like everyone does when they're a bit younger. And I remember this sweet, sickly mess. Is it possible the beer's changed? It is possible, and you know what I'm going to say? It's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. And I've now worked out why, if you are just after getting pissed, why you buy it. Cause it doesn't taste like 8%. Because you, it's, it's like you're drinking a, a, four and a, a 4% half. beer. Yeah. A 4% lager. At twice I mean, the strength. To be yeah. fair to Carlsberg, it is better than Carlsberg. It is. It is nicer than Carlsberg. Yeah. Carlsberg's rank. This is just strange. I just don't get it. I don't. So there you go. Four and Loki have just used the Tesseract. To go back to, we're assuming Asgard. Yeah. Well, they do because in is it Dark World where we see in the vaults in Asgard the Tesseract is there. Yeah. Again. Caps back on his bike. Oh, 
And there it is again. Score recorded at Abbey Road Studios. Oh, place of history. Indeed. Musical history. Throughout all the films, we get no backstory about her. No. Because we even get a bit of backstory about Nick Fury in the Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, but not her. Nothing about Maria Hill. And if, if we get to this point in the recording and... People haven't stopped listening to us and gone off to watch the <laughs> Infinity War trailer. Right now, go and watch it. Because the score. Because this score is just amazing. Do we feel as though at the end of Infinity War, it's all going to go to shit, isn't it? Do, do, is, that, is that where you think it's going to go? Uh, well, uh, if, uh, if we are, I know they're not calling it part one and part two now, but... It is part one and part yeah. two. I'm assuming at the end of part one, someone we have an attachment to is either dead. There's been a lot of suggestion that someone's dying. Or we assume they're going to die. Yeah. Even if we don't know. Well, and it's, we, got, it's got to be someone we care about. If we look at it realistically, Chris Evans is almost out of contract. Yeah. And in the comics, they quite frequently change who the character is that plays Captain America yeah he would be my number one choice yeah. because I think people would care and, and we know that Bucky has played Captain America in the comics I didn't know that did you not know did you not know that no so going back to the Winter Soldier yeah there's a scene where he catches the shield yeah apparently the geek world lost its shit over that because they know that Bucky has been yeah so yeah, Bucky Barnes has been Captain America. That would make I mean that would make perfect sense yeah. his relationship with Steve Rogers. Yeah. I so mean, he wants to be called Bucky rather than Sergeant Barnes anyway. Yeah. And Bucky was Steve Rogers' mate. Exactly. Best mate. So I think I think we're gonna see a couple of deaths, and I think at the end of Infinity War, I, I think the world is lost. Hmm. Well it's gotta be. Otherwise there's no point in part two. Yeah. Which is possibly why, from the trailer that we've seen of Ant-Man and Wasp, that is clearly set before Infinity War happens. Yes, because... Sorry, we're on to one of the post-credits. Yeah. I, I missed this the first time I watched this film. I turned it off when the film finished. Nutter. Well, I didn't... I, this, was, I, this was my first introduction to Marvel. I hadn't seen all the films before this. I little, didn't know there were after credit scenes. There was a little period where Marvel stopped doing two, wasn't there? Yeah. But they brought them back now. But they, they're because, the instigators of the after credit scene, yeah, aren't they? But they did a few films where they only had one. Yeah. But I think people actually missed. Having the second. Yeah. Yeah. And people found they were waiting anyway. Yeah. And it didn't turn up. Oh. First time we get to see this other being yeah who as we found out turns out to be Thanos indeed
I was just asking Michael about when they stopped doing it, the second scene, and it was Ameri- it was Civil War. Did we, they only do one at Civil War? Yeah, because we went to watch it at, um, uh, when we went to Scotland, and we went to watch the first showing at the cinema in the morning because we had an early train coming in. Yeah. And I said, look, I can save you a bit of trouble, they've stopped doing it now. So I think there was two or three films where they stopped doing the second credit, and I actually do believe they realised that people actually wanted... The second, the second credit. credit, yeah. People have got used to it. Yeah. Because it's your into the next film. And then they gave you five in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Well, yeah, but <laughs> they didn't really do anything, did they? No. That, they were just comedy shit, scenes. Yeah, yeah. Like the bit with Groot when he's become a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still funny. But I, it, it still amazes me that even this week going to see Black Panther, the film finished and shit you not half of the cinema left yeah me and Michael today I said after 30 seconds should we go down to the front because people kept on getting up yeah and I figured you're going to get up and stand in front of the screen when the the next trailer comes up the next end credit you're going to be in my way so I thought I'm going to get rid of that point and go down to the front because it's traditionally what they'll do is they'll give you the you get the big credits so the big names yeah and then your first scene. Yeah. And then you have to sit through everything we're sitting through now. Ten minutes of credits yeah. to get to your second scene. Yeah. Which sometimes pays off and sometimes doesn't. Yeah, and just to be clear, on this film it doesn't pay off. It doesn't pay off, but it is funny. Yeah, but it doesn't pay off. No. But in Black Panther, you st- that second scene was worth it. It does pay off. Yeah. I See, I thought it was actually going to be Banner for some I reason. I thought it was going to be Banner. Because I thought that was going to be the bit where he's in the hole. Yeah. But that's that's clearly in the um, Doctor Strange's sanctuary. Yeah. In New York, isn't it? What did you think about um, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange? I think it worked. Brilliant, wasn't it? I think it worked really well. I think he looked the part, he played the part, and what I want to see, and I'm hoping we get some of it in Infinity War, is him and Tony Stark playing off against one another, because again... They're essentially the same arsehole. Oh, they're both arrogance personified, aren't they? Yeah. Although both of them have recognised it's not their best trait, it's still there. Yeah, and I want to see that play off against each other. And there does seem that in that second, it's not so much a trailer, but that Super Bowl spot that they put out where Doctor Strange has created a spell... And then Iron Man seems to come and fly through it. Yeah. So is that him, is that Iron Man accentuating the spell? Or is he stopping the spell and saying, no, no, don't do that now? Or going, I don't give a monkey's arse about you doing a spell. Yeah. We're using tech. Yeah, we've got we've got my kit. Yeah. Yeah. I just still think there's so much to come from it. I think, obviously we've got the two Infinity Wars, we've got whatever happens in between... And then I think I think Marvel actually said from like phase four, you've got to expect a reset in terms of the characters because we just simply can't using keep using some of the same characters. Well, no, because you know the guy the guys playing the 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 actors and actresses playing these characters they're getting older. Yeah, they're getting yeah. older. It's going to be harder to believe that they can still do this shit. Yeah. To be fair. The exception of Thor, who's supposed to be immortal, or could live to at least 5,000 years old, which is fairly immortal, um, 
But yeah, you can't carry on doing it. But if you, again, go back to the comics, which is where they came from, Thor at the moment in comics is Jane Foster. She has become Thor. Iron Man is played by a teenage girl. She is now Iron Man. And it's, it's like, you've got no limit as to where you can take the the superhero character. Well, effectively, the suit, for want of a better phrase... Can be phrase, played by anyone. Anyone can be inside the suit. Yeah. As long as you're willing to buy into the ideal, but it's I a think suit. the fact that they've now spent 10 years when Infinity War comes out, mm-hmm. establishing this universe... I'm going to stick a limb out and say you can pretty much do anything with it now and people will buy into it. Oh, they've got a free reign. Yeah. I'd say they've got a free reign. Because you've built it over the last 10 years. Yeah. It's that build it and they will come. Yeah. And I think so far they've proven that with every step. They've, they've proven it every time they do something we go with it and go, oh, that's just added something else. Yeah. We're both remarkably at the end, almost at the end of our special brew. Yes, so... Final thoughts? First thing, still way better than Carlsberg Original. Yeah. Better than Carlsberg Export. <laughs> but but second thing, it's still just a lager. It's just a lager. It's. I was expecting... I was expecting a lot more from it. Yeah. So and, like, I didn't make it, it was like a barley wine type beer. I'm, I'm surprised at how drinkable it is. It's a bit dangerous. Yep. And here comes the score again. Yep. I love the bit. This motion picture... Is uh, not real people. Of course it's not. <laughs> it is quite amusing though. It is. No, it is amusing. That they're all just sitting there eating. Not words being said. I just want to see what the scene is like after the camera switch off. They're cleaning up around them. Yeah. Because obviously it's taking some damage as part yeah. of the fight. Nothing said. Nothing said. So, um, so ends another opinions on films. Another opinions on film, which was this one was definitely a, a film we wanted to do because obviously we're both into the geek stuff, and Infinity Wars is coming up very and soon after you hear me say this. It was a little bit of an indulgence, wasn't it? This oh one. yeah. Um, needless to say, we will probably go back to the more cult classics theme on the next one we'll definitely do our best we will indeed um let's finish this special brew and and let's say um farewell to the folks for now cheers cheers avengers assemble we are the ultimate fighting team brought together by shield leader nick fury let's kick the crap out